Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I and I am him, the one and only Steel Rain. And I'm here, locked in, tuned in to one of the most amazing, outlandish morning shows that you will probably ever be a part of right here on the Living Split Screen Morning Show. Now, look, I have to tell you, I have an uncanny gentleman with me. He's here every week. The one, the magnificent one. The one that they say is the encyclopedia of gaming, even though I just call him the brother from another. My guy, the main man, Pong. So, what's good, man? How you feeling? Look, you just are a beast. You fight through <laughs> every single problem. Oh, man. You're out here carrying the tower mm. shield. Uh, defending us from the technical <laughs> issue horde and we are still alive sorry everyone welcome to living split screen episode 21 things are back on track and i am ready to rock and roll steel yes has, dude you know what man yes we say, it, we say it all the time but uh you know what real life tries to bring us down during the week or tries to trip us up and yet we show up on saturday mornings ready to get down to business because this is the living split screen and i am ready to rock and roll man so uh it's been a good week uh, it's been a busy week as always but uh man it's good to see your smiling face and you, you I, I just can't believe you pushed through man yeah man you just push through some people would have quit some people would have thrown their computer around somebody would yeah you no man you're all business you get things done <laughs> here we are <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll definitely say that we'll definitely say that. no i mean it's, it, it is facts i mean i can't i can't help that man i mean sometimes you just gotta you gotta get back in line man you know what i mean i can't can't hold me back from uh getting in getting it in on a saturday morning uh with with my with my bro you know what i'm saying but now nah, with that being said we just ran into some technical issues for whatever reason just to let y'all have some insight on what was going on, on the on the back end for some reason i was just having my pc just decided to randomly crash because uh it felt like i needed a driver update even though my drivers are up to date and and now it's not telling me i need a driver update so uh, it is what it is um you see then, master race everybody then I was yeah. having having some display issues, and it didn't want to post for. Well, the computer was doing just fine. It just for some reason I couldn't get an image on the screen. I was getting frustrated. Was probably, was definitely trying to prevent myself from getting frustrated, and uh, it all overall prevailed. We are here, the most uncanny gentleman on YouTube in the Twitter space. Uh, we should host our own Twitter spaces because we are the space but i right, look man I'm where, i appreciate y'all for being here tuned in into episode 21 of the living split screen morning show where we're gonna give you that live raw uncut content in the most authentic organic and natural way we can man um bring you the energy bring you the hype uh and just keep it going man um I do want to shout out some people in the chat real quick since y'all are here every week and i just much love to y'all man um joe dunmore Fastback, East Texas Alex, uh, Giza Prime. Who else we got in here? We got some beautiful people in here today, man. Uh, I said Fastback already. Casket repairs in the house. What's going on? Mr. Kima, back from dead. Good to see you gentlemen in here. Um, you rocking and rolling. Anybody else that you tends to slide on in here, uh, just, you know, shoot us a chat. Let us know how you're feeling today. Let us know if you're having a good morning or not, and then we'll keep the ball rolling from there. Uh, with that being said, I guess a little bit about my week, man. Um, for me personally. Yeah, what you been doing? 
I haven't been doing much of nothing but playing Destiny 2 PvP. No, um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been another Destiny 2 week for me. Uh, for the most part, for the gaming time that I have been able to get in, um, I started off the week with some Hades, uh, and I had to actually put that. I'm not necessarily put it down, but when I play when I play Hades, I like to you know put some time in it, uh, just because. For some reason, I always end up defeating myself before the, the boss or anybody else defeats me. Uh, so, I mean, it kind of is what it is. But I've um, been enjoying that, so I can't wait to jump back into that for some por- at some point. But it's kind of hard when I keep getting ramped right back into PvP, man. Uh, the bro <laughs> hits me up and he's like, yo, trying to play some Destiny. And we get right back into the Destiny 2 train. And, you know, that's kind of where I've been at. Uh, I also wanted to... Could have recorded a bunch of Destiny gameplay this week. Decided against it because I've been post. I've been playing Destiny gameplay for like the last two weeks, man. I I'm tired of it. No, I'm not tired of it. But um, I just don't want to show crack? y'all. I don't want to show y'all the addiction. same gameplay. Uh, I do have that addiction. <laughs> Again, it's the the best PvP shooter out right now. I mean, it's undeniable, bro. I, unfortunately, it is what it is. Splitgate sure is up there as far as like what it offers, uh, but it's not Destiny, man. Like as far as PvP play goes, com- competitiveness goes, and uh, whatnot. But that's not taking anything away from Splitgate either. Uh, Timmer, what's going on? It's Timmer. Uh, my Suko, what's going on, my guy? Uh, but with that being said, man, that's just has been about it for me. Um, between jumping in and out of Hades and playing some Destiny and work, man, that's kind of week it's been for me. Uh, how about you, man? What you been into this week? How you feeling? And uh, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so this week has been uh, another great week uh, of gaming. Again, games, 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 games. This is where we're at now. Uh, and this truly is the best time to be a gamer. Uh, I can't believe it. Um, you know, it's funny. This would normally be kind of a dull lull uh, that we would have after E3. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow, some way, uh, you know, Xbox especially uh, has put it all together where we are just getting content and more content and more content. So, uh, this week, uh, of course, I hopped into 12 minutes um, oh, yeah. as it dropped. Um, you know, great game. I'm not going to give any spoilers because it's one of those games. This is it's like a movie. So mm-hmm. it's very hard to talk about the game without giving away spoilers at all. Um, but I will say this, that this game is something that if you have Game Pass, you should try. I know, Steel, it's not your type of game, so you're not going yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I will say that the game, uh, I, I understand why, uh, if anybody's been kind of watching the reviews or people talking about it, it, it it's kind of been hit or miss for people. And I can understand why, because there is a lot of trial and error. You are playing the same 12 minutes over again, um, over and over again. Uh, so you're trying to move uh, the story forward. Now, the cool part about this is that there are multiple endings um, that you can end the game, but not roll credits, but you can finish the 12 minutes of time that you do have, and mm-hmm. you can actually get closure uh, on the story in one way, uh, but it's not the real way, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot. Again, I understand why people would say that gets repetitive. Of course it gets repetitive because you're trying new things. But if you like brain teasers, if you like making yourself think mm-hmm. um, to try to figure out a new way of doing something that you've already tried, uh, that that this game is definitely for you, uh, which I enjoy. I think this is a, a very unique game 
uh, by, uh, you know, a single developer mm -hmm. uh, who definitely has crafted something uh, special. Uh, when we see a lot of copy and pasting nowadays, this is not that at all. It is going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to figure out how to complete this in different ways. Right. Um, as far as how we all come to the same ending, hopefully, uh, if you do get the true ending. Um, I think that that's what makes this uh, something to look forward to. Um, okay. And the acting, uh, a couple of different things. The acting, you know, obviously they've been pushing it. William Defoe, uh, Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley, excuse me, and James McAvoy. Um, I kind of was telling you behind the scenes, Steele, uh, William Defoe, because he is William Defoe, mm -hmm. uh, is definitely great. Uh, right, right. You know, again, um, you get that William Defoe. It is what it is. If you like him, you like him, um, and you get him uh, in this game. Uh, as far as Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy go, you can definitely tell this was uh, shot when there was uh, a pandemic going on. You can tell they're not in the same room uh, reading these lines. Um, and I think for me, the, that's probably the, been the most disappointing thing is that Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy uh, could be any two voice actors, right? They don't stand out. Um, so that, that's my only thing. Not to say that the acting is, is bad in any way, shape, or form. Just saying that they don't stand out. It's not like I go... Oh man, I'm, I'm I'm hearing this great performance from Daisy Ridley, or I'm hearing this great performance from James McAvoy. I'm yeah. not thinking that while I'm playing the game, right? And so for me, that's probably been the most disappointing thing. Uh, but 12 minutes is very, very good. Um, it definitely is something to look forward to if you are into these types of games. Um, and definitely, uh, I've been putting some time into that one. So and enjoying it. So uh, right. went back to Scarlet Nexus a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, played some more Scarlet Nexus. Uh, I've, I remembered, Steel, if you pre-ordered the game, you got special weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I totally had forgotten about that. And I was going through my emails, and all of a sudden I saw the email that had been sent to me saying, hey, claim your free stuff yeah. now. And I was like, all right. So I put in the code, downloaded all the weapons and some of the, uh, um, just some of the costume stuff. Um, and was like, okay, well, I guess now is a good time to hop back in, go check it out again. So right. started getting back into that again, loving that game. It's still my, my game of the year up to this point. Uh, I absolutely love that game and I've got to finish it. Uh, at least the, you know, the Kasani side, I've got to get through it. Um, not that it's a, it's, it's a, uh, not that it's a bear to get through it all because I love the combat. It's just that we have so many games coming out. And for me, I can't stay focused. I have AD D when it comes to gaming. So mm -hmm. I just love to try the latest and greatest. Um, got back into, let's see, tried some more art of rally, really enjoying okay. that game. Um, the more I play it, the more I like it, the more cars I open up. Art of rally is something different as well. It's a mm -hmm. Zen style kind of racing game. Uh, I, again, you got to fiddle with the controls. You got to, you got to kind of play around with it uh, to get the cars to feel the driving to feel like how you personally are going to play the game. Mm -hmm. um, it's customizable that way. Um, and I think that people might be getting frustrated with the game because they aren't adjusting those settings. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, and, and again, cause right away out the gates, when I first played it, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is tough. This is not cars are not handling the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as I adjusted, it got, so much better uh so loving art of rally and you know what i've been prepping for battlefield 2042 and i've been hitting up some battlefield 4 uh you've been saying climbing, that yeah. 
climbing back into the ring of Battlefield 4. Uh, it took me a few matches, to say the least, to get back into the game. Uh, but now that I'm back into it, um, Battlefield 4, Filling technical... It? Yeah, technical issues aside, is still a fantastic multiplayer. Uh, there are tons of people on the servers. It I can is. always find a 64 on 64 game, which is awesome. Uh, or, yeah, I can all, or 64 on 64, 64 total. <laughs> but I can always find uh, 32 on 32. I can always find a game. Uh, there's always people playing. There's custom uh, open uh, servers going at all times. People mm -hmm. are creating stuff. Uh, you know, but the game itself, God, man, there is something special about Battlefield. So I absolutely am enjoying my time back in Battlefield 4 again. Um, let's see, what else? Have done anything else? I'm trying to think. That's pretty much it this week, I think. I'm trying to think if I hopped into anything else. I'm sure I did. NBA, of course. But I mean, of I course. You got to get your daily uh, <laughs> bit of crack in. You, you in, between you and Dealer, man, y'all are like beans. <laughs> beans. I know. I tell I know. You. I've been missing Dealer's invites, too, because I've been going to bed earlier, and he's a night owl, or he's yeah. an early morning owl, I should yeah. say. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I'll definitely get that in, too. But no, man, it's been a great week. Like I said, I can't believe how much gaming stuff uh, we've gotten over right. the past few weeks here, uh, last month, and we still got more coming, which, yeah. which, which is insane. Uh, I had the pleasure of being on with Joe Winter last night, Song of yeah. Iron, which is going to be out at the end of the month, man. It, 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 it's insane right now. And the indie games are just carrying this industry right now. Like, they really are. It is something yeah. crazy to watch how many indie games have popped out and how many are coming out that are of high quality. Death's Door. Oh, yeah. I got to get back to Death's Door. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's one of those. If there's any game that you have to beat that, I, that isn't too long, it's definitely right. Death's Door. That's Death's Door is definitely one of those. Again, if it wasn't for Death's Door, I know people, some people are trying to throw some smoke my way a little bit, saying, oh, you're you're playing Hades since it's on Xbox now. And it's like, I mean, I, I had been talking about Hades for a minute, but the only reason I really jumped into Hades is because of Death's Door. I mean, yeah. to be completely honest, um, and I enjoyed the shit out of Death's Door, um, rocked the hell out of it. And then it gave me that kind of that bug to be like, okay, well, what's Hades hitting for? And uh so I, you know, that that kind of drove me as far as that goes. So I feel I feel like it's a, it's a it's a good space to be in, man. When when indies are driving the market versus your first party yeah. games. I mean, you hear all the smoke we got with Halo, you get hear all that smoke smoke you have with Call of Duty, and then you got games like Black Myth Wukong that are, you know, <laughs> trying to show us trying to show us what games could look like. You know what I mean? Uh so yeah. there's just there's just a lot of potential in the era that we're in. By the way, bang, if you want to sponsor us, shout me out right here. Bang, uh where G you can get your morning started. Let's go. Let's G go G Fuel. G I'll Fuel. switch over to G Fuel too. Hey, I don't if, care. You, if you're a G Fuel guy, enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, let's go. Um, look, <laughs> if you need some, uh, if you need some beard balm or something, you know, hey. holla at me. I'll be working. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> did you escape from Hades yet? Did you? Did you finally no. get through it? Or no? I've no. Uh, I've gotten I've gotten to the father multiple times, um, yeah. but I haven't gotten past that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I finally got to him too, but uh, I've been taking a break. I should have said that I was playing that earlier in the week mm -hmm. too. So, but yeah, uh, I've gotten to him multiple times uh, with yeah. with ease. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's probably just me not lacking patience or not really trying to understand the game. I'm like, I don't know. I've also f have had some quite a few runs where it was just like the pickups they were giving me yeah. were like, man, you're not helping me for what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, I think it's the way that I'm playing it because yeah. with death's door, 
I, I had a lot more, there was a lot more patience and there was like timing and everything else. Right. And right, this right, right. has the same thing, but I find myself like being in the enemy's faces because I always get the, uh, <laughs> every time that it pops up, I get the ability that you can get two health back per every time that you do an attack or whatever. Oh, um, okay. But you okay. have to take half health. Yeah. So I've been doing that and I've been going, I've been going crazy and that's been getting me to the father every time. But then when I get to the pops, when I get to the yeah. pops, it's like, okay, now he has like attacks and he's just fucking ridiculous doing the most, uh, yep. and everything else. And it's like, I, I don't take the time to, I try to fight him. Like I've fought everything else up to that point and it, right. it's not, it hasn't worked. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right, um, right, right, right. But right. it's, it's one of those games too, man. So it's like. Uh, I know some people have had, you know, with ease escaping. Some people have had a good luck of the draw. I, I don't. I just feel like I haven't that, had that great of a luck of the draw. I also meant to get some gameplay of that because I mean I've been killing it, but it's just like yeah. man, it's yeah. it's always that that last boss. But oh, other than I that, but other than game, that, though. man, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a good time. I've been uh, highly enjoying it. Uh, but other than that, yeah, man. So oh, with that being said, we definitely got some interesting things to talk about this week. Again, uh, with the whole Halo drama, we definitely want to talk <laughs> about sure, that for a bit. Sure. Yeah, uh, the end of the week here kind of supplied us with a bunch of news. So. Yeah, uh, it was looking slow again, and all of a sudden. A little bit. Know. I mean, we were going to turn this into a three-hour podcast Ow. regardless, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, we got you some Halo. Got some, got some more Halo to talk about, which is always good, something good to talk about. We got the Call of Duty Vanguard to talk about. They got some interesting things. Surprisingly, they seem like they're going to have a fully complete game versus... Uh, some yeah. of our favorites, and then also uh, again with Black Myth Wukong, man, just showing us kind of the potential of the direction we can kind of go with gaming. So, um, it's gonna be definitely, I think it's gonna be an interesting episode for us, Mister Pong. And but other than that, man, I guess we could just go ahead and start it off early. Let's tell the people about the upcoming games, man. What we got coming Heck out? Yeah. What we got Heck releasing? Yeah. We got another nice week of games. You got to let the uh, people know because uh, so, nobody yeah, else as... lets them know, man. Nobody else. <laughs> uh, so again, for anybody who does not know or who is listening to us for the first time, we do run through the upcoming week of video games and We've kind of settled in on Game Informers uh, uh, forward slash 2021, gameinformer.com forward slash 2021 yes. as our resource. Again, until I find something that's better, I'm going to continue to use this. I do keep trying to hunt down something. I wish somebody would come out with a continuously updated list. I know how hard that would be these days because there is so much coming out at yep. all times and things are changing. But for right now, we are using this list. So we've got the week of... Well, we're going to start, obviously, uh, the 23rd of August, and okay. that is going to run through the 27th. So let's get down to it here. Um, and uh, let's see, we're going to start off the week with something I have been absolutely looking forward to. I have it pre-ordered. Still got to contact Xbox support because I didn't get my credit for the Summer Spotlight contest. Oh, wow. Okay. That's one thing they need to fix. It was a big bonus for anybody that doesn't know summer spotlight is running right now on Xbox. Um, and, uh, they've got a selection of games that is continuously being updated from now through, well, they started two weeks ago through, uh, September the 15th or the 6th. I can't remember what the date is. Uh, but anyways, they are updating it with, uh, games that are coming out during that time. And mm -hmm. if you purchase or pre-order, if you spend 50 bucks, uh, you get uh, 5,000 reward points. Wow, okay. Uh, Xbox Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate members oh, get a okay. bonus awesome. 
gift card and a bonus, another $5. So you wind up getting, you wind up getting $15 back on your $50 spent. So, uh, yeah. So I had pre-ordered aliens fire team elite. Uh, now this is uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm a huge aliens fan. Number one, number two, uh, this is a co-op multiplayer, but you can also play it single player. They do have bots. And from all the early previews that people had hands on with the bots are decent. Uh, they will, uh, pick you up if you are down. Uh, they do seem to, uh, do very well, uh, in fighting. Um, so they are not worthless bots which is good news. So, uh, but aliens fire team elite multiplayer co-op uh, standard, you got your classes uh, a lot like what we just played in back for blood. If anybody jumped into the back for yep. blood um, you've got your, you know, you've got your weapon selection, all sorts of different weapons. You got your gadgets, um, you know, the turrets, all the stuff from your favorites in aliens is in this game. Uh, I think they've got something uh, to the effect of 20 some different xenomorphs uh, or more. Um, And so really, really high quality stuff. What I've seen again, is this triple a no, it's not triple a it's made by a smaller team, Uh, but it is definitely something that looks like it's going to finally live up to the aliens hype. Um, There has been very few and far between aliens games. Uh, as as deserving as that franchise is of having some great video games. And I hope somebody else does like a big kind of RPG world uh, aliens. I'd love to see. Be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this far as a sit down uh, and, and, and shoot some aliens kind of thing looks like they have done it right. And so I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered deluxe edition, which I rarely do. <laughs> the regular edition is 40 bucks. Deluxe edition is 70 bucks. It's all cosmetic. What I'm getting but again, it's aliens. Oh, but so the game's only the game's only forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Thirty nine ninety nine for the base game. That's something. Yep. That's something to hold into consideration, man. I, th- I think that's getting that's getting looked over. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was just a forty dollar game. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, it is something to consider. And I think. It, yeah, no, it, it's a lot like uh, you know, Second Extinction came out on Game mm-hmm. Pass, and a lot of people had a lot of fun. This looks obviously way beyond more polished than what second extinction okay, came out okay. as. Uh, and so I think that this is going to be a fun game to kind of hold us over before back for blood comes out. And I know still you're not into the, that type of game or whatever else, but aliens might dry you in. I play they aliens before I play back yeah, to blood. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Aliens might dry you in, but yeah, it's only a $40 game for the base. Um, so yeah, I pre-ordered this looking forward to it. Uh, there's a bunch of people, uh, it's g- kind of getting overlooked a little bit just because of everything that's out right now. Cold and iron. it's not, it's yeah, it's not a triple, it's not a triple a game. Um, you know, but again, from what I've seen, it looks really, really well done. Uh, they've got all the sounds from the movies. Of course, they've got all your favorite xenomorphs are included in this. They've got settings from all the movies. Um, it does have a complete storyline. It is a campaign. Uh, so you do play through a campaign. There is a, it's set, uh, it's set, I think, um, can't remember what it is, 30 years after aliens or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, so there is a whole, uh, backstory to it. Um, so yeah, aliens fire team elite. If you guys are looking to scratch that itch, it's only up to three player multiplayer. And something else to consider too, though, um, is this looks like for Cold Iron Studios, this is their first game ever. Yeah, yeah. I think they worked. They might have worked on some mobile stuff previous. 
and, and it might be um but from what yeah, i'm seeing yeah. so far does that's all they're so showing at least for their history so so far whatever whatever what i can see and i have, i'm not doing like a super yeah. deep re research or anything like that i was just kind of offhand yeah. i just was interested and just in case anybody else is interested i mean anytime okay. like a franchise like this comes back around you want to see and who's doing this and who and or do they have the potential to do it right uh, and like you were saying i mean it, it definitely looks like they have the potential to and then yeah. uh yeah i mean this yeah, being the august first 20 game. august 24th geezer uh so tuesday um it will be out so yeah check check this one out check the videos a lot of people got hands-on previews too hey. so it's not like we're going into this blind yep. there's a lot of different uh media outlets uh and uh different uh uh, personalities that actually have previews already out there for you to watch and see if it's something that you're interested in. So you're not going into this blind at all. Yeah, no, so, that's a fact. Um, yeah, it's yeah. also Unreal Engine 4 for those who are interested in that. So you know you're <laughs> dealing with a good engine also. Uh, they can't go too they can't go too far wrong. So uh at least when you got uh devs like the coalition who definitely do horde right or gears of war just itself who does that horde mode right where every other game kind of basically rips off of as far as like a horde kind of mode or zombie kind of mode it's a similar type of setup um who who why who else can better do it than you doing it in the unreal engine so i'm i'm definitely excited for that so interesting interesting absolutely uh so yeah let's see what we got next oh we've got oa or hoa I'm trying to what you call me. <laughs> it's actually okay. It's actually Hawa. Okay. Hawa. Okay. H O A for anybody who uh, is interested. Now, look, a lot of these games, <laughs> a lot of these games slip past me. Cause again, I'm a console only player, but mm -hmm. I don't do Nintendo. Um, I don't do PC obviously. Um, so a lot of these games kind of slip past me. Now this is a game that as I looked at it, it's coming out for switch. PC, August 24th, mm -hmm. wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah <laughs> is what it is. It's a, it's a platformer uh, yeah. by Skull, uh, Scroll Cat Studio, published by PM Studios Incorporated. If you guys have a Switch or you guys have a PC, you like platformers, and you like that Ori kind of game, um, I don't know if, how Metroidvania this is going to be. Mm -hmm. I think it's more a straight platformer. But what I'm Probably. saying is if you want some hand-drawn animation, and you want some hand-painted animation, go check this game out. This game is gorgeous. Uh, this is this is one of those games that even though I'm not a platformer, if I had a Switch or I had a PC that could play it, I'd probably check it out. It'll give you some just because, Yeah, just because of the uh, actual graphics themselves and the music that's involved in this. H-O-A, and it's it's pronounced wa. I just listened to the uh, developer say it so uh, to make sure. But go check this game out. If you guys love hand-drawn animation, if you love the cartoon style, um, the anime style, please go check this out. The, the, everything about this is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it looks like they did... <laughs> They've done some really amazing stuff here. I, I can't stress it enough. So again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, something, again, if I had access, I would definitely go check this one out. Okay. Uh, and that comes out on Tuesday as well. Uh, and then we've got, actually, you know what? VR is actually getting a new game. Look mm. at this. Wow. For all you VR fans out there, this there is coming go. to PlayStation VR. This is coming to Rift. This is coming to Quest. This is coming to Vive. So everybody gets, uh, everybody in the VR world gets to to experience this. It's I expect you to die, 
This is the long, one of the longest titles. Okay. The title is I expect you to die to yep. the spy and the liar. It's a puzzle game by shell games. Again, not into VR. So not my thing, but yeah, there yeah, obviously yeah. must've been, I expect you to die one. Yeah. This is number two. <laughs> so, <Facts. laughs> no. so uh, you know, this is definitely again for all you VR fans out there. Hey, you got a new game uh, coming out this week, and that comes out on the 24th as well, Tuesday. Excellent. Also, on Tuesday, King's Bounty 2. Look, I never got a chance to play the first one. I watched videos on this because mm-hmm. I love my RPGs, right? And I love my strategy games. And I love the mashup that they did with this game. This game has got what I would consider just from the outside looking in, and haven't played it, but I've watched a lot of videos on the first one, and I've watched a lot of videos now on number two because this is actually coming to console. Mm-hmm. It's been on my list as a maybe. Um, now I may wait for this one to hit a sale, uh, or until you know we get through some of this crazy holiday season we got coming up with all these brand new games. Mm-hmm. But King's Bounty Two is one that I am going to pick up at some point. This is by One C Entertainment. Cook Media is the publisher. Um, and, uh, this game, the first one was big on PC. Um, this game looks like they've done a fantastic job. Your decisions matter, uh, a lot like the old Bioware games did your decisions are going to matter, uh, in, 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 during the game. So you are going to have big, long conversations with people who have to decide what, who you're going to help, who you're not going to help. That's going to change how the game plays King's bounty Two. Uh, is coming out and this is definitely for all your rpg lovers out there strategy lovers go check out the videos on this one as well uh looks fantastic absolutely again is it triple a is it getting the biggest gigantic most no biggest budget out no it's not however if you go watch it it looks like it could be really really good Uh, and again king's bounty one was definitely big uh in the PC, pc community so that's coming out playstation 4 xbox one switch and PC also on Tuesday. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, which I was not aware of. Uh, well, I was aware of the game, obviously, but I was not oh. aware it had not hit PlayStation 5. No, it didn't hit PlayStation 5 on release. Okay. Um, it was okay. planned to come out afterwards, though. Was there was there some kind of technical issue or something yeah, that delayed was, it, I think? There was a te- there was a technical, yeah, there was a technical okay. issue with it and they had okay. to delay it. Okay. So everybody on PlayStation 5, you're finally getting Sniper Ghost Warriors Contracts 2. I've actually heard some people in the community that have played it that absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Uh Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts uh is one of those uh games that you know either you love or you kind of hate. Um, it just depending on your style. Right. But I think it's it's something fun that you can get into. Uh, it's got a lot of mechanics with, you know, you got to figure out wind and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit more detailed than your typical first person sniper game. Um, but yeah, the Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 is coming out also on Tuesday for PlayStation 5. Finally, they get to enjoy it. Uh, Marvel Future Revolution. Uh, we've got a mobile game, iOS and Android coming out on Wednesday, the 25th. Um, this it's an action role playing game. Mm. Okay. All right. So uh, again, uh, as we uh, come to expect with mobile, I'm sure this is going to probably have a whole lot of uh, uh, purchases in game. (laughs) So, uh, but it looks like they, uh, man, they got storm. I'm just looking at a picture of it right now. Mm -hmm. They got some X-Men in there. They got Iron Man in there, man. They got Spider-Man. Okay. All right. So Marvel future revolution for mobile iOS and Android on Wednesday. 
uh, if anybody is looking for that new mobile game, maybe this is it. Um, let's see. We got Psycho Knots 2. Ooh. Everybody, I think here in the chat, everybody listening probably is aware of Psycho Knots 2. Double fine. Of course, uh, we've been waiting on this one. Even if you haven't played the first one, uh, yes, you probably will miss some of the uh, references that they make um, and some of the the backstory mm -hmm. uh, for Psychonauts 2, but it's definitely not something you have to play. It is available right now uh, on Xbox, the original. Um, but Psychonauts 2 comes out this week. Um, you know, again, early impressions from people that have been able to play this. And there's been a bunch of people who've had this for weeks now is very positive uh, that they, that uh, Tim uh, Schaefer and his team have done something special. Mm -hmm. um, so I am looking forward to this one a lot. I think that this could have, um, I think it has the potential to be in the talks of game of the year when we come okay. all of a sudden done. Um, I don't know if it's going to get there, uh, but Psychonauts, uh, the original Psychonauts for people who don't remember it, because there's a lot of people who's never played it, was critically received. Like people loved the first Psychonauts. That's why so many people have been on this hype train for so long on two. Uh, and it sounds like that Tim and his team underneath Xbox has just been able to expand this even further, that they've had all the extra time that they've needed, that they've had all the extra resources. They've been able to run wild with their imagination. And anybody mm -hmm. who's played Tim Schafer games know that's what it's all about. Right. And they've been able to take Psychonauts and just do everything that they couldn't do before um, with Psychonauts 2. So I really think that this has the potential to be in that talk. I'm not saying it's going to be nominated. I'm just saying that people are going to be remembering this one for a while. Steel, you know, is this something you're going to jump into or no? Psychonauts? Yeah. Are you going to try it? Probably not. Um, and again, for me, um, it's not because it's not because I'm, I'm not excited for it. It's not because uh, mainly it's just I don't have an interest in it. I didn't have an interest in the first Psychonauts, and I'm really – bougie when it comes to story-based games like that um yeah. just because if i haven't played the first one i probably won't play the second one um even with it being in game pass like i'm one of those i was like i know people try to give game pass so much flack and everything else and game pass is a benefit um but you also have to be aware of your own time right it's something i always come back to preach here is that you have to be confident in who you are as a gamer and know what you stand for and, and everything else and again i don't have to speak on it negatively or say oh i don't don't give a fuck about that game so who cares right, right. Yeah, like of course no nah, nah, i'll never i'll never have that Trash energy for this game yeah that, there's no there's no point for that um i'm excited for people who are excited about it i mean that that gets me excited because again if it wasn't for these types of games who who else uh where will we be to continue to push the the platforming scene or just to push gaming overall to allow these games to exist what with, with something that excites me about this game is the fact that before um you know, Zenimax and everything was acquired by Microsoft. This game was half was a half of what it's going to end up coming out to be, which is an exciting factor to me. Uh, the fact that they were able to go back in because they said, you know, if we weren't purchased, we there was bosses we were we had taken out. There were functions that we had taken out of the game just so that we could try to work on getting this game out. And because we were purchased, we were able to go back in and add the things that we wanted in the game, which is an exciting thing for me because now people are going to get the full experience. Um, and again, I've, I'm still 
as someone who is not necessarily, I'm not interested in Ratchet and Clank either, but as someone who has also stated that I think Psychonauts 2 is kind of like Xbox's Ratchet and Clank, and I think it will prove to be such. Uh, just because Psychonauts 2 is a platformer, Ratchet and Clank is a platformer, are they on the same level graphically, whatever else the case might be? No, but they're also two different art designs, right? Um, they also play very differently from each other. Psychonauts 2 is more of a psychological game. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is more of a kid-friendly action game. You know what I mean? So it's like two different aspects, but people ask for more family-friendly, kid-friendly games, and I feel like Psychonauts 2 has the potential to be that, to reach a bigger audience, to, uh, you know, demonstrate something to people that maybe uh, felt like something was missing, right? Uh, we're always looking for that space. Phil Spencer talks about it all the time, where we don't, where he feels like there's not enough uh, family-oriented or kid-friendly games, and this could be one of those, right? Uh, just a game that pulls attention in from multiple different directions and allows people to get invested, especially with Game Pass. Uh, you have another game in there that could be a stunner hit. Uh, I could definitely see this game being a nine of Metacritic, uh, but again, I'm also of those lines who's to say meta who. I don't care about those things, but uh, yeah, just because, but just because I don't have personal interest in it doesn't mean that I'm not hyped for everybody else who does have interest in it uh, because, I mean, it looks like it has a lot of potential, man, uh, and it looks like it could be an exciting time. Uh, again, I hope it turns out to be everything that not only Tim Schafer wants it to be, but um, that, you know, the people that are fans of the Psychonaut series or the Psychonaut game to be excited for, so. Yeah, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly right there. So uh, looking forward to this. For anybody who doesn't know, it's not just uh, Xbox. It is also coming out on PlayStation, yes. so you will not miss out. It is also uh, coming out on uh, Switch as well, I believe, right? Switch, uh, I think so. Uh, no, no, it is not coming out on Switch. It's coming out on PC, though. So PC, PlayStation, Xbox um, are going to see Psychonauts 2, even mm -hmm. though it is obviously <laughs> heavily associated with Xbox now because... Double Fine is now a part of Xbox. So that's yeah. how that works. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Another fantastic game dropping into Game Pass. I mm -hmm. can't believe it. Uh, August 25th. So everybody be ready for Psychonauts 2. Thanks. Uh, so then we've got Proto Corgi uh, coming out oh, to the Switch yeah. and PC. This is the uh, game I'm excited for. <laughs> this is actually for everybody. Okay, so everybody I'm assuming knows what a corgi is the dog uh, this is literally the dog it's a 16-bit <laughs> side scrolling shoot him up shoot up so perfect and you play as a corgi and perfect you've got, you've got weapons and you got bark attacks so yes you know everything i could want anybody looking forward to this <laughs> uh, more power to you love you and Thanks, uh, I good luck uh, proto corgi switch in pc august 26 <laughs> uh and then <laughs> And then um, Switch is actually getting Spelunky 1 and 2. Uh, Spelunky is a fun game. I think most people uh, have heard of Spelunky. Uh, definitely a big game. Um, I forget the creator's name offhand. But anyways, developers, uh, Blitworks, uh, publishers, Moss Mouth. Uh, but Splunky 1 and 2 coming to uh, Switch. Uh, and that is going to be August 26th. So you Switch people out there. It is a perfect game for mobile. Um, I will definitely say that. You couldn't you couldn't have asked for a better game uh, for that style. So uh, go check out Splunky 1 and 2. Uh, Baldo, the... the Bal are we, are we, are we... No, you're past? right. No, we are not. Yeah, Baldo, the Guardian Owls. 
Uh, they're coming out for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, and Apple uh, iOS uh, devices. Uh, that is on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Baldo Guardian of Oz, another adventure from Naps Team. Uh, this looks like another kind of anime style game here. Um, and uh, actually, it's Studio Ghibli uh, inspired. So they are oh, definitely wow. going with an anime style. So. Studio Ghibli expi- inspired. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, My wife yeah, might yeah. be interested in that. No doubt. It looks kind of like a... Um, it's a game, though. Yeah, but it's a it's an isometric view. Uh, kind of uh, looks like our... Oh, Zelda inspired as well. That might saying. be interesting, man. It might, might be interesting. It looks beautiful. And again, I see I see where they got their influence from for sure. I mean, the animation style is right there with Studio Ghibli. So, uh, hey, might be one to keep our eyes on. Uh, definitely looks like something I might even want to check out later on. So, um, again, this is why we do this because you never know what you're going to find out exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. There's so many people making freaking games these days the games are coming out of the blue that you haven't heard of that you take a look at and are like hey you know what that might be something really freaking cool that i want to try out so um check that one out uh again baldo and the what did i say the baldo and the guardian, guardian owls, owls. Mm-hmm. so yeah go check that one out um otherwise inked a tale of love this is coming Ooh. to xbox and pc um and this is a puzzle game uh, by Somnium Games and published by Pixmane. So uh, that one is coming out on the 27th. Uh, this is a hand-drawn style game. I did not think this one was coming out. This was just shown. Uh, was this shown at the id at Xbox? I think it uh, was. Inked? I think so. I th- ID at Xbox. So. I think the last show that they had, this one was shown. Either I, I'm pretty sure this was shown there. Uh, so guys, go check this out. Uh, samurai uh, game puzzler. Okay, so but you kind of play like this little uh, samurai guy, but the artwork looks like somebody took uh, a pen and, and drew it out. So oh, it's wow. got that. It's straight up like like looks like it's on paper and they drew it out but you got to move blocks around and you got to find out how to get to the next level um definitely a puzzler through and through uh but go look at this one because uh man i love the style i I love when we get those those games where it looks like somebody just drew it on a piece of paper and then they made a game out of it yeah and this is that through and through uh so inked uh is coming out this week as well um, I did not know it was coming out so soon. Like I said, I just remember seeing the trailer at uh, ID at Xbox at last show. Uh, I can't believe it. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Um, hopefully this is true and correct. Uh, so anyways, it has been out before on mobile okay. too, by the way, iOS and Android uh, back in February. So um, it's definitely one to look forward to. No More Heroes 3 is finally coming. Unfortunately, this is one of those Switch only games uh, I love No More Heroes uh, back in the day. Uh, it was sad uh, to see it get signed as exclusive to Nintendo. Um, so again, Grasshopper, uh, one of those uh, classic developers from back, at, you know, especially the 360 days. Uh, Grasshopper was well known. No More Heroes hit the scene, hit it hard. Um, it was different. Um, and um, it was something that came out of nowhere at one point uh so no more no more heroes 3 is finally dropping for switch so congratulations all you switch owners out there you get to enjoy a game i would love to enjoy uh but unfortunately we don't so uh but that is the final 
game on this week and what's coming out in gaming. Oh, so Steel, where are we gonna go, brother? We we had some news drop. Where are we gonna go from here? Where 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 are we going to go from here? Uh, well, I got some I got some interesting things that I think we could go. Um, at first, I do want to holler at the chat a little bit, but uh, again, I do also want to just address the, the you know our still in the upcoming games, man. Again, we do these things for exactly the reason why Pong brought up that. If we don't bring attention to them, who will? Nobody else is bringing attention to the upcoming games, man. And like already we've seen a couple games that we were like, oh man, well, I didn't even know that was coming out. So we might, I might have to look into that. So it's, it's kind of one of those things to where uh, we definitely want to draw as much attention to gaming overall in the overall space. It's about the bigger picture, right? Um, at least for me, that's how I personally feel. I know Pong feels the same way. And, uh, you know, we can all have an opinion and all can have a conversation. But, you know, it, that's, I feel like we, we definitely try to do things that are different from everybody else. Uh, again, you know, of course, we're going to talk about things that we're doing, things that we're playing, uh, especially recently. Um, and we're also going to give our opinions on different topics or whatever the case might be. But that's but we also love doing the the whole upcoming game segment and the also the entire uh you know with the this day in gaming segment because it's all about seeing where you, you know understanding where you come from and then also seeing what the future has in store. So again, uh, that's the biggest reasons, and I just like to I, I want to just continuously reiterate that because it is something different that we do from uh, completely different from anyone else, and I I really hold that to to my heart. Uh, but with that being said, let's I'll let the chat for a little bit, man. Um, we have some beautiful people that jumped in here. Rescue Squad Culp, what's going on? ATL is in here. Geezer Prime is still locked and loaded. My Suko, he's still in here. Who else we got? We got Dreadpool breaking bread with Dread. Y'all tune into that amazing guy, right? Right there florida my other florida brother uh who else we got infinite what's going on man uh who else we got we got general c he has some strong opinions i love with the the energy that G the general c has uh definitely check out his content he's an amazing dude rick Payne, what's going on fastback he looked like he was still in here htk 360 what's going on up, brother chris johnny no life What's going on, man? Good to see you in here. Um, if you're still locked and loaded, I saw Fatboy Horror 2 back from the dead. Of course, he has to get in here and, and say, what is going on? <laughs> and uh, he also says, still in Pong Soul. Next game I'm looking forward to is the new season of Destiny Stu Destiny 2 that starts Tuesday. And back, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I, as I've been getting back in uh, with into Destiny with myself because of the Brody, um, I'm, I've kind of been, I'm on that line of being highly intrigued of what they might bring into this next season. Uh, they're supposed to be changing a lot of things as far as like the overall mechanics, as far as like gameplay and whatnot. Like I know they're trying to slow the sliding down. Uh, there's a lot of things that they're trying to adjust within the game that is going to be very different from uh, any other update that I've done in the past per se. Uh, they're trying to change some mechanics within the game to make kind of balance the game out a little more. Uh, maybe slow it down for people who use shotguns and pistols and things like that just to kind of balance the game out and it could be a very strong thing again uh, i'm a pvp focused dude so it's gonna be interesting to see what they bring there i saw uh, i saw a bunch of the story leak too again huh oh prob PvP. probably I, yeah at I this point at this day. point with destiny man there's the stories are so convoluted i mean yeah if you've been keeping up with it shout out to you much love and you could tell maybe you could tell me in the background one day but without watching a video breakdown of whatever the story is <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a lot of people into the story. There's a lot, like more than I thought there was, because a lot of people were like, avoid this at all costs. There's spoilers out there, blah, blah, blah. But I, I've heard the story for the people that are into it mm-hmm. is pretty damn good. Oh, you know, the story, so. the story is really good and the story does do really well. But again, when you've removed yeah. yourself, like I have yeah. for many, right. for like years at a time, um, and then you try to jump back in. The story is not really what I'm looking for anymore. It's more just so the actual gameplay. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind any of the PvE content and stuff like that, but I'd rather play for the PvP. And um, after Destiny 1 and then, like, the beginning of Destiny 2, like, after a certain part, it was just like, ah, yeah. Um, So I was just watching it at some other points to get that breakdown. Uh, But yeah, so I'm excited. I definitely am excited for that too. But again, I greatly appreciate Giza Prime says Destiny has a story. Yeah, man, it has a story. You just got to find where it's at on what what world and where you got to jump in and how to jump in. And you got to make sure that you bought every single season pass. And there's just so many. It's it's so convoluted, man. For a game that has so much content in it, they make it so convoluted to access all of its content. Uh, But it is what it is. Other than that, uh, I did again. I wanted to shout out everybody in the chat. Much love to y'all. Y'all come here week by week and just show us the love and appreciation while we get in here and keep it live, raw, and uncut with y'all, uh, like we always do on a week by week basis. We're on episode twenty one, and if you're here, still here, hit that like button, share it out, tell your mama about it, tell your daddy about it, tell your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever you're into, tell them about it, and then share it with their close circle so we can get living split screen out there. Because again, um, I. I don't I don't see anybody else bringing that energy and that authenticity that organic nature that me and my brody Pong so bring y'all. But with that being said, we have to get into the smoke early because we're probably going to spend the most amount of time on this topic. Uh, I just kind of kind of deep diving. And I, I know you guys talked about it a little bit last night and I know some other people have talked about it. We've even had some Twitter spaces start up um, in conversation and people start whole threads about this specific topic man um and again this is another one of those uh topics that could be said hey let's keep that same energy but it also is there's a lot of ups and downs with it right a lot of expectation a a lot of uh, emotion in it and that is going to be the entire story with what is going on with halo infinite so just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a backstory uh just because i I do want to you know give you guys some solid content um i'm pulling some uh pulling the in a little bit of the interview from polygon uh that's going over it that uh basically gives you this breakdown in a youtube video that uh 343 made where joseph stanton came out and said look man unfortunately as we focus the team for shutdown and really focus on a quality experience for launch we made the really tough decision to delay shipping campaign co-op for launch stan said and we also made the tough call to delay shipping forward forge past launch as well now polygon states that 343 announced one year ago that halo infinite would miss its original 2020 launch window delaying the game to 2021 it still has no firm release date and on friday 343 said that the co-op campaign mode would release as soon as season two of halo infinite's post-launch content and that the forge mode would be part of season three Mm. stanton also said 
These modes were delayed in order to ensure the quality of the base game. Our number one priority is making sure that whatever we ship, whenever we ship it, it meets the right quality bar across all platforms. And when we looked at these two experiences, Campaign, Co-op, and Forge, we made the determination they're just not ready. And as a studio, we don't want to ship things if they are not ready. Uh, Polygon also goes on to say cooperative play has been part of the Halo franchise since the beginning. Forge mode, which also allows build players to build their own multiplayer levels and game modes and share them online, was introduced with Halo 3 in, 2000, in, in 2007. So, with that, being, with that being said and a little bit of background being given right there, Pong, I know you had some strong opinions last night. Um, you also come from the perspective of being a casual Halo fan. Um, so before I get into my spiel, I want you to really dive into this and give your full opinion on how you feel about this, what you're thinking, how does it, it kind of have you looking at it now? And is this as big as a deal as people are making it to seem? Um, to talk to me, man. Tell, talk to the people. How, do you, how you feeling about this, man? All right. So this is a big topic. This is this is this is something that goes kind of with the territory whenever Halo comes up, just because Halo, again, not only being Xbox's main franchise, you could say the one that started everything, but it also altered the game industry as a whole. Uh, Halo is one of those pillars of the gaming history uh so this is a huge topic and there's people that are extremely passionate uh, about halo obviously mm -hmm. uh for good reason um so this always will divide people when something like this comes up so good news friday uh no actually a bad news friday is what they call it whenever you're going to do a news drop that you don't that you don't want to have dominate the, the weekly cycle, you drop it on a Friday, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's what they did yesterday. And I think that's going to be followed up with a good news Tuesday coming up this week at Gamescon. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's probably why they chose this time to do it because they're going to go ahead and kind of um, wash the bad taste out of everybody's mouth on Tuesday by giving us a release date for halo. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, what's going to happen here. Um, but let's talk about this. So look, um, number one, mm -hmm. you don't delay this game again. Okay. I know this, the conversation has been going on, whether or no. not you delay it, uh, no. three bit, uh, another brother from another, uh, pro former professional halo player, uh, who has lived and died by halo a lot. It's his favorite franchise all time. He's under the, uh, he believes that it should be delayed, that he doesn't want the game to come out until it's a complete experience. So right. uh, just kind of give you perspective that there's people out there who absolutely love Halo that do believe this should be delayed because of this. I don't think so. You know, you don't delay this. No. You, you launch. Okay. It, it's been delayed. Yeah. They took their hit uh, last year um, and decided to wait a year, give the team uh, time to get it to a state where we are at now. And I'm glad they did because I can't imagine steel. If they tried to push it out the door last year, that is a know, let's say they, Let's mm -hmm. say they didn't separate multiplayer. Let, let's say they didn't do that whole, you know, which Phil admitted they had conversations about just launching the multiplayer. There's no way. And, no way. I can't imagine what the single player was, the shape it was in. I can't mm -hmm. believe they showed it last year now, even more so. Yeah. Like, I can't believe thing. who mm. thought that was a good idea I agree with in that. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, I agree with that. To show it. Um, but again, 
not having the co-op for me is a disappointment because now that Halo has gone to this more open world hub style kind of deal that they've mm-hmm. talked about. Okay. And again, we all, we all have impressions when some, when, when a developer says it's going to be open world, when a developer says, look, you can drive anywhere mm-hmm. or you can explore anywhere, right? We're all going to have these impressions about the game. So I'm just going off of those impressions right that mm-hmm. that this is now an open world style type of halo it's no longer again halo's always been kind of free flowing a little bit but it's been pretty focused on the campaign side of things what you're doing where you're going your next objective is blah, right. blah blah for me when you go to this open world style co-op becomes even more important Co-op has always been, well, not always because it hasn't always been there, but co-op to Halo has been a big part of the game. There's been a lot of people in the community that have actually found that they enjoy the campaign in co-op much more than they do single player. Now you have open world for me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to explore the ring with my friends, right? I wanted to be able to go explore the ring, go see what kind of you know, mayhem we could cause, go mm-hmm. see what kind of adventures we could find, you know, not even necessarily focused on the main storyline, but just being able to drive around on the ring, gr- grab a warthog, jump in, grab a couple warthogs, jump in and go explore, right? That's mm-hmm. what I was looking forward to. So for me, the not having the co-op is a big disappointment. It's a miss. It's a, it is an L if you want to call it that four, three, four, three, from my perspective. Now, is it a killer? No, it's not. It, 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 you know, we saw like you, you alluded to, Steel. We saw some spaces go up yesterday, calling Halo Infinite dead on arrival. Okay, look, clown show, the circus. Look, go away. You know, they're always. <laughs> that's ridiculous. The multiplayer is going to carry Halo like it always has. The campaign is a huge portion of it. But what we got to experience in the technical test from the multiplayer shows that. All signs are pointing to that is going to be dominant. Okay. That is going to be a special experience. Mm -hmm. Now the campaign needs to hit. Okay. The campaign story now is even more important to three, four, three than it may have been before, because you can sometimes again, I'm going by what they've stated as far as the open world style, the hub world style goes. Sometimes you can get away with some missteps in the campaign. If you're giving everybody that really fun open world co-op experience, people kind of forget if the main story doesn't hit. Well, guess what? Now the main story got, it has to has hit, to. Mm-hmm. has to on all notes because everybody's going to be playing it solo. You force okay? it. Everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody's going to be locked into solo gameplay for the first at least three months. Again, they said season two. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, we're going to have it by, you know, February. Well, that might not be the case. That's best case scenario. It could be towards the end of season two before we see co-op. So then you're talking almost six months. In, right. Right. So again, we're going best case scenario here. So I think this was a big L4343 from the standpoint that this should have been included with the game on release. Mm-hmm. It's not. I think this goes back to leadership. I said this last night. Um, again, I know a lot of people in the community hate when we talk about companies and talk about, you know, what 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 they should do. But I love playing armchair CEO. And for me, when you've got a franchise as big as Halo, this starts at the top. This starts with Phil. Mm-hmm. Decisions have been made throughout the course of the past six years when it comes to 343 that have directly led to this moment. 
Now, the pandemic is its own thing, and I understand that. I get that. That's why they got an extra year out of this deal, right? And people didn't necessarily freak out. They weren't happy because it should have been there for the series console launch. But at the same time, people didn't freak out under the understanding. We saw what happened to Cyberpunk. Okay, delay it. A year. Cool. They got a year. But not having co-op and to a lesser degree, but still, I think, important, not having Forge at launch, not having the complete game there at launch Mm -hmm. is a misstep for 343. And for me, it starts at leadership level. It's not about the devs. And again, for all the the ass clowns out there. That shit has to stop. For all the ass clowns out there going after the devs, got to stop. Dude, you're just making this entire community look awful. Stop going after the devs. Okay. It's wrong on so many different levels, right? The devs are there putting in their time, doing their work. For me, it's the leadership aspect that has to be called into question and should be under review. Mm -hmm. I said it last night. Again, Gas said I was calling for people's heads. I'm not calling for heads per se. Call for what you want. Right. I'm just saying that I'm not calling for that. I think that though, if there's not a review all being already being done of mm-hmm. three, four, three and their leadership uh, style and their, their goals and how they've set up all their teams, there has to be once this game launches three, four, three needs a revision. Okay. I think it needs to, to be remade as far as the leadership goes. And I think it may have already started. We saw Chris Lee, you and I were talking about this behind the scenes. Still. Yeah. Chris Lee already left they brought Joseph Staten in. I think that was step one. A bigger reason. Right? Yeah. I feel like it was a much bigger reason why he ended up much leave. bigger reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when you're talking about a, a franchise as big as halo, unfortunately the price of success means you're under a microscope at all times, yep. whether it's fair or not, doesn't matter at the end of the day, whether it's fair, whether other games get the same critique as halo does not matter. It is a price for being considered one of the greatest franchises in gaming history. And that's what you have to live up to. Yep. And fair or not, 343 took this on when Bungie left. 343 was created to fill those gigantic shoes yep. that Bungie had made, right? And, and so, again, this just comes with the territory. I don't feel for the devs. I don't, or I mean, I don't envy the devs. I feel for them because it is a situation that almost is, is is too big of a mountain to climb because as we were talking about steel with this halo community, it's complex because halo itself as a game Mm -hmm. does try to do more things than some games will ever approach, right? There are there to be able to nail, not only the single player campaign experience, but the multiplayer experience to throw in a content creator engine like forge into it on top of it, all the stuff that goes into what makes halo halo Mm -hmm. makes it very unique because games don't do this very often. And so that right there, you are going to have disappointed people, no matter what you do. We have seen it. It is very hard to create a perfect game. There are very few games that even approach perfection out there, in my opinion, let alone a game of this scope and size with this many moving pieces involved. And so you're going to have constantly people that are looking at it going, well, this should have been done. This should have been done. This should have been done. What are you guys doing here? Why is this screwed up? Why Mm -hmm. is this not right? Always. Okay. But at the end of the day, a core component of Halo is co-op. And it's not for everybody. Not everybody plays that way. I get it. But a mm-hmm. lot of people have come to expect it. 
And for that component not to be there is just a big misstep. It, it's a big fail after a year delay. I think it should have been there. There's a lot of other things that go involved in it. I understand mm -hmm. that, but I think that it, it should have been made a top priority. Um, and who knows, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was something that was just thrown, you know, thought of after the fact they focused on the single player alone and the multiplayer alone first and want to make sure they got those two things right. And the co-op was one of those on the list of, Hey, if we can get this done, we'll get it done. But right now we've got to put resources over to the more important things. Mm -hmm. I get that. I just think that it's, it puts a target on their back. Uh, again, like you said before, Steel Meta Who, I think we both agree we don't care about scores, but there is a portion of the population of gamers that do read reviews, mm -hmm. do listen to them for their gaming decisions. Mm -hmm. And Halo had a chance to come out as the most complete Halo that they've had in a long time, and especially for 343 to cement their mark. Now they put a target on their back because we already know there's bias. Mm -hmm. I believe there's bias. We don't know anything, but I'm saying, of course, there's, I believe there's personal bias oh, when yeah. it comes to reviewing Xbox games and especially Halo. Mm -hmm. Halo is again, put on that microscope fairly or unfairly. Um, and everybody expects every piece to be absolutely perfect for it to get a good score. Yep. Now you give the reviewers an easy out. Those reviewers who did not want to give Halo a great score now have an easy out. Even if everything is really, really good, even if everything else is deserving, I can already see the reviewers starting out with, yeah, but it's incomplete. It's not the complete experience. Mm -hmm. It's missing co-op. It's yep. missing Ford. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had a great time playing the campaign as a single player, but man, I was really missing that co-op. I really wanted to jump in with my friends. Hey, you know, it's just, it's too bad it wasn't there. I can already hear the reviews coming down the pipe. And again, mm -hmm. if our if seeing the the clown show in the circus is any indication, again, that's the extremist. So it's not going to be like that we already know where people are going to hit this thing, right? We already know the weak spots people are going to go after. And this is one of them. Yep. Uh, so for me, I just think that they gave everybody an easy target. It's, it, it's sad because if this game comes out as close to flawless as possible, there's still going to be the detractors out there that step back and go, yeah, but yeah, but yep. yeah, but mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's unfortunate. Um, so again, Halo Infinite's going to be fine. Halo Infinite is going to be here for at least the next 10 years. Halo Infinite is going to dominate with the multiplayer, the free-to-play aspect, the season passes, how they're doing all that. If the tech uh, test that we got is an indication of the whole mm -hmm. for the multiplayer, this thing is set to return as, as, as king uh, of the multiplayer because it is going to grab so many people's attention. Um, so I, I, I just... Overall, it was a disappointment. They, they released it on a Friday, the information on a Friday for a reason. They knew it was going to hit hard. Uh, they knew that people were going to have some big opinions on it both ways. I've seen other people say, who cares? Just don't buy it if you don't want it. Just wait until the co-op's out, right? All mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And that's fair. Again, that, I'm not taking away from those people. That's absolutely a fair assessment. Um, if you don't want to play it without co-op, then just wait on it. Again, it's a little different when you're talking about a Halo game, when you're talking about something that people have been waiting on expectantly for six years now and have been absolutely dying to get their hands on, to tell them to wait longer 
because a portion that they they really look forward to isn't there is a tough pill to swallow at any point but with halo even more so um so that's where i stand steel i know you got some big opinions i haven't gotten to hear your opinion so you'll get down to it brother mm-hmm. you are a giant mm-hmm. halo fan mm-hmm. especially the multiplayer mm-hmm. yeah you are all about this so tell me from your point of view where you stand and what what, what you think all right so um let's let's keep things let's keep things interesting i, I saw some people say some interesting things within the chat so i definitely want to bring those up because i love to involve the chat man um one hour one decision shout out to you man he uh, he said he was saying some interesting things uh for example like he started off with saying uh stanton just got there though uh and wouldn't want a half-baked game under his leadership which i can i can definitely feel that um i also see uh geezer prime also brought up some a solid point uh, i haven't heard anybody comment on phil's interview where he said halo was in a good place for holiday uh he had to have known about these issues during those interviews uh and uh, some other people have saying been saying some interesting things uh htk just said the most recent interesting thing uh, as far as saying anybody who would think that halo would get universal praise even if it was a hundred percent perfect is delusional and with that being said that's a good place to start at man because there's other people who have said the same thing and I'm probably, it's probably going to be a Halo fan thing and you can call me a stand, you can call me whatever fanboy, whatever you want to, I uh, want to call me for Halo. Uh, but Halo is the only game that's on one specific platform that is now uh, going to release on multiple platforms, not only on PC, but also on cloud uh, where it has to have everything. Uh, other games can release with only their single player tell you that there's going to be a multiplayer and it never release and still have no sign no shade no nothing or inkling that that multiplayer is ever going to release uh and i guess that's okay for some people right uh people i've seen people use the excuse let's just throw last of us is one of those uh into, into that conversation and again i do not want people to get stuck on oh it's a that's a third person game and oh it's a story driven game no the first last of us had a story and it also had multiplayer included the second one was also supposed to have multiplayer included within the game and they were not able to release it day one and then told you that it was going to come out shortly after and we're to almost two years later and it still has no sign of releasing um but people make the excuses for it oh it's a single player game oh whatever coming from the coming from that perspective uh halo has always shot itself in the foot because halo continues to evolve itself and be better and better and better uh than the previous title was oh uh when that with halo 2 uh with halo 3 again they released forge uh yes co-op has been there since the beginning i completely understand that for the most part split screen co-op is still going to be there you still have the option for split screen co-op per my understanding it's just going to be uh like playing with your buddies uh that aren't that aren't in your living room where it's going to become a problem uh now if we can't do split screen co-op i mean also that's an issue but we'll just talk about co-op overall um yes is that an issue yes because it has it is something that has been there for a while um forge not being there is not that big of a deal to me because forge has always been one of those things especially with how expansive they were trying there they said they were making this uh forge mode i can understand why i got delayed now, is it acceptable? Nah. 
I'll be the first one to tell you that everything that is going on in this situation is it acceptable? No, it's not acceptable. You've had you have a thousand plus people working on this game. You've had six plus years of development on this game. Uh, you've had plenty of time to work on the back end or do whatever you needed to do. But no, you got two three years in and said, "Hey, we want our own engine." Uh, you got two to three years in, and it's blatantly apparent to me, at least, that co-op wasn't on the table in the beginning they it seems like to me personally that they focused on hey we want to put out a good story that's that was the goal we want a good we want a good single player story we want excellent multiplayer and then we'll move from there um uh, 108 says Halo co-op is not the main part of the game it's the campaign single player mode that has to be on point and multiplayer and this is not the first time Forge hasn't launched with the game it's a bonus mode and I have to 100% agree I do uh, co-op isn't a main part of the game It Halo is a single player it, it does have a single player ex experience um, again every Halo doesn't have co-op those are things that are all true now, again, is it that big of a deal to me? No, it's not. I've always played Halo Story Modes by myself on Legendary because I wanted to get that full experience in the beginning um, before I even hopped into PvP. That's just something that I've always done. Now, have I gone back afterwards and went and played co-op or split screen with a brother, with my brother, with some family or whatever else the case might be? Yes. Um, do I understand why people are frustrated about this? Yes, because you were anticipating being able to hop in with a buddy, hop in with your, with your uh, some a family member and get in there and have an excellent experience. I just do not think that that was the focus this time around. And I feel like it, it is null and void for you to have this this expectation of Halo when they didn't tell you that that was something that was going to be there uh, day one anyway. They didn't say, hey, oh, we're going to make sure that Halo, that the co-op is there. They didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like other games do the same thing and it, it, it it's given a pass and it's and it's OK at that point. That's the problem for me that people are saying, hey, well, this is was in other games, so I expect it to be here this time. Cool, that's cute and all, but you also have to look at it as it, this fe these features have not been in every game. They haven't, not at launch. If you really want to go back and do your little bit of research and history on it, it hasn't been there in previous iterations, not in the beginning. And it is what it is as far as that goes. Local split screen has always been there. That's something that's always been available. Now, if local split screen isn't there, again, yeah, I feel you. You have a, you have a reason to complain, bitch, moan, whatever you want to do. I feel you. Again, I completely understand the people who are like, oh, co-op, man, I was excited for it. I understand that. But again, <laughs> if, from, if there's anything that I can be, that I will be selfish about, is though is my is my overall experience and what I'm excited for, what I was looking for. Um, but I can also call out the mishaps when they happen. This is a mishap. It shouldn't have been this way. Um, but for people to also come on and say, oh, delay the game, you obviously have no clue of what the hell you are talking about. That's what gets me riled up because you obviously haven't been paying attention. This is now in a point where it can no longer be pushed back. They, another part of this is just like people forget that we're still going through a pandemic. 
These people are still working from home, trying to figure out ways to get this thing done in the most efficient way possible while still dealing with all the bullshit that is going on within the world personally. And people have the nerve to sit here and attack devs that do not have a direct effect on whether this game releases or not. At the end of the day, it is up to Xbox. It is up to the produce, not the producers. It's up to the actual publisher, which is Xbox, to decide whatever they're going to do with this game. And they've already pushed it back a year. Yes, can we have the conversation of, oh, what would this have been last year? Sure, we can talk about that all day, but we're still throwing out a lot of what ifs. Now, or could the rumors now be true that, oh, it was looking like it was going to be separated? Yeah, the multiplayer would have came first and that single player would have came after. That's a guarantee at this point. I can more, that is like almost 90% sure of that. That's exactly what would have happened because obviously the multiplayer was in a best, way better condition. I don't know if it has anything compared to what it is right now, but Obviously, the multiplayer was in a much better condition than the single player was. That is just blatantly obvious. But we're still talking about ifs and ands and whatever else the case might be. There's nothing for sure that we can necessarily say is for certain. You know what I mean? Um, 108 also says people complain about Halo 5 not having split screen multiplayer. Let's not forget that times have changed. The campaign is the biggest thing to look at. Halo 5 multiplayer was the most successful Halo. Um, again. And just like they, like Staten said in the in, in that in that statement, we they went in, looked at the game in total, and says and said, "What can we do?" Because some things are just off. And he blatantly just states that we want to have the best experience possible, so we removed these things. Forge not being there is not that big of a deal. People need to learn about the base game. You need to learn what is all there essentially with the game at launch the maps learn the maps learn the guns learn everything else or else people are just going to be throwing shit at, shit at a wall and expecting for it to stick now could have people come up with great ideas spent spent 40 hours or 100 hours in the first week of the release yeah people would have done that sure but again we're dealing with a lot of up and down and information this i personally feel like is being overblown because if you're not going to look at your other games and do the same thing and promise you so many other things, i.e. GTA, i.e. Last of Us, i.e. Uh, what other game do you want to throw in there? Elder Scrolls is one of them. Uh, who else Who else you want to throw in there? This Call of Duty does the same thing. Year after year, they do the same thing. Now, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that because it looks like even with all the shit that they got going on in the background, that they, they're looking like they're going to have a complete game. But is there still, uh, fuck that game. Uh, fuck Call of Duty overall. But um, that's just my personal opinion. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. But just overall for Halo, I feel like this is being much more overblown than it should be. Um, people are just looking for a reason to give Halo some kind of hatred that it unnecessarily needs. Now, again, do I understand the frustration? Yes. Steel. I completely. Steel. I not understand. to interrupt you. No, go Steel. ahead. Not to, no, 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 not to interrupt you. I just got to step away. So if you just keep talking. Oh, you're good. Right you're good. Okay. You're good. You're good. All right. Cool. All right. You're good. I am just, I'm frustrated by the fact that people are taking this 
ask more and again they have every right to man i mean xbox just seem every time they take that step forward it always take those, those few steps back and this is one of those moves that is a few steps back overall in the long run of the play now if we turn around and get a release date and it's october end of october november and everything plays out then great but again i feel like the bigger picture was it's the 20 year anniversary of Xbox, 20 years of Xbox being, uh, you know, Halo being a thing. We want to make sure that we get it out to the people. We have a we have a solid a single player experience. At least they obviously feel like and we have an X. We feel like we have a solid multiplayer experience and they want to release those as a complete package as they could possibly can. Um, uh, Dan, the man says couch co-op is a staple. I raised my boys playing together. All I want to do is play through the campaign with them like old times. But now I have to hope that I don't have the game ruined by spoilers. And I mean, you're right. We also live in a different era, man, where things are things are going to be different, um, where you have to avoid spoilers. I don't pay attention to none of that. None of those things. Like, I don't have those. I understand that everybody the same. Again, everybody has different perspectives have different options and some people can't avoid these things and who's and not who's to say that that coach co-op couch co-op split screen will not be there they just said co-op wouldn't be there i don't know i don't know if they solidified the fact that split screen is not going to be there again even if it is or whether it, whether it is or not it's still a mishap at the end of the day it is what it is again does it directly affect me no but who cares at the end of the day people just want something to throw smoke at you for me that's how it comes across because uh fortunately i, I don't have a better a way to put it but the same energy isn't kept across the board and that is my problem with this entire situation is that you're not going to do the same thing for any other company not not only that but you're not also recognizing that halo is the only game that gets this criticism that has to be that has to do all these magnificent has to do 10 different things for it to be okay you have to have forge. You have to have co-op. You have to have uh, fire. Uh, you have to have uh, the fire team. You have to have um, um, the firefight, the horde mode. You have to have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G for you to even be a ninety uh, a ninety game. Period. It's the only game on one individual console that has all this expectation set to it. And mind you, three four D three four three did it to them fucking selves. They did. Xbox has done it to themselves. They did. The expectation is there. It is what it is. And I can sit here and admit that to you all day long. But don't sit here and then compare it. Oh, they, they bet Halo needs to watch out for a big Call of Duty. Oh, Halo needs to watch out for the big Battlefield. Oh, Halo needs to watch out for, um, for Splitgate. No, it don't. Look at the way people are talking about it. Everybody likes to downplay this shit like it's nothing, like it's completely irrelevant. And look what y'all doing. People are starting Twitter spaces. People are starting Reddit forums. People are starting whole conversations purely based off a game that people said was irrelevant, that people said would struggle. People are starting entire themes around a game that people said was dead. And now look at where we're at. People was like, oh, it doesn't have co-op or forward. It's not good enough already. And it's a game that's not only going to be on your Xbox series console, but it's also going to be on your Xbox one console. It's also going to be on your PC. It's also going to be available in the cloud and they're wanting to release it day one running flawlessly on every facet of the game. It's still being worked on on four different platforms. 
it, no, it's not your, it's not your, of uh, the opposition. It's not Nintendo. It's not PlayStation where they only focus on one platform. It's not my fault that everybody else wants to charge you to have access to your content. But everybody wants to throw, throw smoke this way. That's not our fault. It is what it is. As long as the Halo campaign ends up exactly the way that it needs to be, yes. Hey, at this point, again, I will reiterate, it comes across to me like the co-op aspect of the game was not a main concern. The, the main aspect was, hey, let's get this single player story correct and then let's also make sure this multiplayer is correct because we cannot do both. Ever since 343 has been left to themselves, because 343 has always been there. I hate when people try to separate 343 from Bungie. 343 has always been a part of Halo. That's the more of the upsetting part to me is that they can't get it right. It's the same thing with the coalition for me. It's like people saying that, oh, uh, Gears needs to get rid of the shotgun uh, because it just makes the game this. No, get good at the game. The game isn't made for everybody. That's the point of the game. Either get good at the game or drop it. And it's the same, it's the same thing in this aspect. Either understand what's going on or don't play it. It is what it is. Not everybody is so excited about Gears 5. They're not. Actually, there's so many people like oh, oh go back to Gears Four. Go back. We, we Gears Four was better. Then you're you're trashing the multiplayer. Like everybody likes a whole coalition to this high standard too. And again, we're still talking about Xbox, so we, I'll still throw that shade that way. But let's face it, the coalition doesn't know what the fuck they want to do with Gears either. They don't. They do not want to make their own game and stick to it. They let the community drive the game, and now the game is fucking in shambles right now. The PvP isn't consistent. Hopefully the next story is great. And it's the same thing with Halo. It hasn't been consistent. That's the problem. And that's what they're trying to address. And so it's just, bla it's just blatant facts that they weren't caring about anything else except giving you a complete experience hand over hand. Campaign with multiplayer. We see that the multiplayer from this beta, I have a hundred percent faith in multiplayer. I do this. I have faith in the multiplayer. This has shown me everything. I've done nothing but fiend for the multiplayer for Halo since I've played it. That's why I didn't want to play it in the first place. That's why I don't like playing demos <laughs> because then I played a demo and then it's like, damn, I want to play the game right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, now I just want the campaign to be everything that it can be. I want the story to be everything that it needs to be to tie everything together because that is what's going to attract the people into back into the Halo universe. Yes, is is again is co-op a benefit to that? Yes. Is Forge a benefit to that? Yes. But I am not going to say that I'm not to sit here and say that it's going to be incomplete. I think that's a I think that's a full saying, because how who who are you to say that the game's incomplete? They never said what the complete game is supposed to be look like. They never did. They never said, oh, just because co-op isn't in it this time doesn't mean that the game's incomplete. Nobody says that any other time. So now the game's incomplete because Forge isn't there. Now the game's not in, is now the game's incomplete. 
That's, I mean, but that, but that's steel, just me. Steel, but you got it. That, but that's, and that, and, and that's a perfect valid point, right? That, that, that is the majority of cases when we're talking about games, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, though, the expectations, whether fair or unfair, yeah. are different for a game like Halo. And there's a reason for it because it is so gigantic. So, you are correct. In most cases, you absolutely are 100%. They never said, like, they never gave a complete list of things that were going to be in the game, right? We still don't know about a lot of modes. We still we not don't. They're going to be mm-hmm. there, right? So we don't know. They never gave that complete list. And, you know, we, so all the Halo fans and everybody out there didn't have this list. And all of a sudden, 343 came walking by and and said, yeah, by the way, you're not going to get this and you're not going to get this right away. That never happened. So absolutely 100%. It's just the expectations. And I get that game as big and as popular and as, as impactful as halo has been throughout the history of video games comes with its own built in list, right? It comes, it just, when halo is announced, people already have, that list made out right and that's kind of the way it is like i said if it's unfair it's unfair i totally understand that point of view it's just that that's what comes with success as big as halo has been and is right now yeah and and, and, on 100 halo is the only game that could be on one specific platform that is now branding out to other platforms other than the competitors platforms and gets the smoke that it gets yeah the only game it's also the only game gets that gets compared to movies. It's also the only game that can pull people from all over the world. That's why I'm so confident in saying I feel like Xbox is going to be at 50 million subscribers regardless of this. 50 million subscribers by January 15th of 2022 is because of Halo. Again, this shows you, if anything, y'all are proving my point. By going on Twitter, by going on Reddit, by going to anywhere else oh, yeah. and talking about this oh, shit. Yeah. And it's, again, for y'all to continuously say over the years that, Halo, oh, Halo's not that big. Halo's not what it used to be. Oh, and this, that, and the other thing. And every single motherfucking person that I see who doesn't care about Halo, quote unquote, is now talking about it. Can't get it out their mouth. Hasn't got it out their mouth since this whole thing has started. Yep. That shows you exactly the impact that Halo has. And yes, you can be passionate. Yes, you can care that these things aren't there. But do not sit here and tell me again or tell anybody else that Halo is not where it used to be. Oh, this isn't back then. Halo, oh, it's, Halo's not, it's not the same beast as it used to be. Obviously it is. Because if two things are missing, now the game's trash. Without a list, without them telling you exactly what to expect, without them setting any kind of any kind of expectation, oh, now that two things are missing, now the game's trash. Oh, now you're worried about it. Man, if you don't get your fake ass worry and your fake ass crying up out of here, you don't do that shit for any what gets me tight about that shit is they don't you don't do that for any other game. You don't. You say you talk about it for a day and then that's it. But you'll talk about Halo for the next year. Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried about what they got going on. I am worried about the management. I am worried about that. Because apparently, obviously, it's an issue. Chris Lee isn't, isn't there anymore. Somebody else who has been very prevalent within Halo isn't there anymore for a reason. Dosum Staten came back 
for a reason. He didn't just walk by the office one day. I was like, hey, see, I'm having a hard time. Let me jump in there and help out. No, some <laughs> some Phil, somebody made that call and said, oh, yeah. look, man, this shit is fucking not going right. right. I need, we need you back in here to get you to get this shit back on track. Yeah. Like I, I was saying. I, I think Halo just highlights Steel. Sorry, you're wrong. No, you're good. I just think Halo highlights what you were just talking about, though. Halo highlights a big portion of what happens with 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 the extremists, with the clown show. Um, it's funny that they can all sit every single day and talk about how Xbox is pointless, Xbox is worthless, Xbox is that's trash. all you fucking talk Xbox, about. Xbox is <laughs> Xbox is. You know, Xbox is worthless. Uh, Game Pass is is, is no good. Um, you know, all these different things that they bring up for for such an, an important for for a for a console and a a uh, publisher and a company that you seem to think doesn't have any place. You sure think it's important enough to talk about every day, every day, every day. That Halo has, you know, Halo's washed up. Really? So why are you talking about it? It doesn't matter then, right? It, it's not going to matter. At the it's end washed, of the right? Who cares? Yeah. Right, it's washed. What, 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 how is it going to affect you? It's not going to affect you. How is it washed? It's, who cares? It, and if, if, if Xbox is pointless and Xbox doesn't do anything who cares? for the gaming industry, why are you talking about it? Who cares? It's a small, it's a small little tiny, nobody plays Xbox, right? Nobody buys Xbox games. So why do you care? It's not affecting anything then, right? Because it, it, it's it's the last place of the consoles, right? So how is it affecting anything? How is Game Pass doing anything if nobody's using it, right? If it's a worthless service, how is it affecting the gaming industry? How is it doing anything that you claim it is? You claim it's going to destroy the the, the, the the industry. How? If, if nobody's doing it and there's actually not, you know, if the 18 to 25 million isn't a real number, and that that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, then how is it going to destroy the industry? Yet you continuously, day after Talk day. about it. Now, now, not only is it YouTube videos, now you guys wake up in the morning and plan out to have a Twitter space live, mm-hmm. right? Now you have a whole nother platform that you're going live and talking about Xbox for hours, a system that you either A, don't own, never plan on owning, never will touch or be have just so you can go ahead and throw up the shield and say, well, I've got Xbox, so I can go ahead and criticize. No, stop. It's, stop. No. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, y'all got to stop with that. And, it, and it's bigger. And I know people are going to turn around and say, oh, so now I can't give my opinion. I can't be concerned. Oh, I can't show. What are you to be concerned about? Be concerned when the game comes out. Sure. Does it, does it, does it make you feel some type of way because things seem to be going awry? Sure, we can talk, we can have that conversation. But how deep can that conversation really get? Like, that's that's my thing about it. Don't say, oh, I can't talk about it. How deep can a conversation go? Do you know devs that are behind the scenes working on this game? Or de- are there just a bunch of devs talking about how in shambles the, uh, things are going right now? No, they're not. If anything, since the multiplayer, since they re- revealed multiplayer and let us play on it, they've had nothing 
taking the constructive criticism. People have had nothing but good things to say. And then now all of a sudden with this news, it's complete reverse now. Now you're concerned, quote unquote, all, all, all over again. Like this concern for games. Like, come on, dog. Like, I understand that you might not have a life and that all you got to do is talk and all you want to do is like be concerned about gaming. You want to be concerned. But you, I can also tell that you don't really get the bigger picture. You don't understand what's really going on. It's just like that whole conversation where people were talk, you know, talking about Phil last week where we were talking about um, the whole thing with uh, Xbox not wanting to do this role red or blue thing. All consoles are trying not to do the same thing, but all consoles also copy each other all the time. Everybody does. Tech in general. Tech copies. Apple's been copying uh, Samsung since they've been making phones. But nobody wants to admit that. Oh, oh it's an iPhone. It was great. It was great. Oh, it was great. 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 Jordan's been releasing the same shoes since the 90s. Well, nobody complains about that, though. Oh, it's great. It's great. Sells well. Oh, I like the shoes. Why you sound like Mickey Mouse right now? I mean, but, that, but but that's how people sound. You sound yeah. you sound like hypocrites, and this shit is crazy to me. Like I don't have enough time in my day, enough energy to give y'all to just be here unnecessarily uh, concerned about things that don't affect me directly. The game hasn't released. You don't know what state it is in. You're just having. We're just having conversation. Right. It's like Steele and I starting every show. Even though PlayStation has not been in the news at all, it is it would be as that's if, the bigger question. It, 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 right, right. Why aren't you guys talking about that? Like, why aren't you guys talking? But what's like the concern Steel for and, that? Right, it'd be like Steel and I sitting here and making up something about Sony, saying they oh Sony's dead on arrival. Sony's Sony must be in trouble because there hasn't been any news from Sony lately. It'd be like us starting every show that way about a non starting topic it, it's just it's ridiculous that this is what dominates and again i understand the reason behind it i get, I get it. it most, I get it. I get most it. of these people are see-through okay most most of the people out here doing this stuff just are in it because it's what drives people to them because people can't turn away from a car accident so they no. go with the negative side of things constantly that shit is trash. because because they because it drives people in and i get that i understand that it's transparent okay but the point being is is it's day after day after day after day and you guys that are supposedly gigantic sony fans gamers gamers in general but let's just say you are one of those Sony guys who are diehard Sony because we have diehard Xbox fans as well. There's diehard Nintendo fans that just simply will not play another another device. Yep. I get that. That's fine. That's your prerogative. Yep. Go, that, all you. Yep. But why aren't you coming up with things to talk about the platform that you are passionate and love yep. instead of coming up with things about the platform that you obviously don't like and that you hate? Yep. Why do you always go to that energy versus the other energy? I can there tell you, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you exactly why, Pong, because there's only so many fucking times you could play a single player game. Right. You put a hundred hours into a single player game and then what? You're going to put another hundred hours in it? No, you're not. 
Why aren't you, well, you talking? When you get the, when the director's cut comes. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah, when the director's cut comes, <laughs> sure, yeah, you definitely will. You'll you'll come up with any excuse to do that. I am not that way. I'm I'm unfortunately, and there's a lot of people who aren't that way. But somehow the story always gets flipped towards one side without seeing the other side of the picture. Oh, but they're but they're making games and it's going to come out with multiplayer games. You still you think that they they're, they're going to come out your competition is going to come out with multiplayer games that is going to have any inkling or hold any weight towards what is going on over here on the at least on the Xbox side of things? Probably not. Sony just still hasn't hasn't proved that they want to take advantage of the Azure servers yet. It's like, what is the conversation? Like, I, I don't mind having a bigger conversation. But let's, if you're actually passionate, if you actually say, oh, I'm a gamer and I care about everything and uh, I want to talk about everything. Oh, I have the right to be concerned and this, that, and the other thing. You also have the right to actually talk about shit that you actually fucking care about. If, you're, if that platform or whatever platform you're playing on is so great, tell me why. Why do PC gamers want console games so goddamn bad then? You gonna tell me I'm lying about that? PC gaming has nothing, had done nothing but evolve. People have bought more games since these console games that people say are irrelevant too because PC Master Race, right? Console games are coming to PC and now selling more than they than they ever could have before. Right. Wow, who thought? Because PC gamers want that shit too. Let's talk. Let's have, let's have that conversation. I don't want to be honest about that either. Oh, multiplayer games. Oh, y'all don't want to talk about that either. Oh, let's let's not talk about these all these other games that promise you things and don't release. It, it's the it's the story of the beast, man. Like there's you can't get around it. It is what it is. But let's not forget we're also still dealing with a pandemic. You can't just sit. People are dealing with things personally, and then the way that people go in here and attack the devs for any of this. Like if you want to have a talk about what's going on again with higher management sure let's have that conversation do things look spooky yes things look spooky things look crazy they shouldn't have been out this way will, will sony have allowed this to happen no they wouldn't have they would have pushed the game back again mm-hmm. sony also doesn't care sony will never give you updates they're not going to tell you oh well eh, it's going to come out sometime no, they're not going to do that. They're just going to like, uh, they're just not going to, they're not going to say anything the same way they have been not saying anything over <laughs> every time that they get into this position. They're going to look at what they're going to look at the composition is doing, look and then say, damn, I'm glad I bought that spray paint yesterday. I painted it, painted my grass green. So I don't have to worry about those things. Instead of growing, instead of growing it, instead of going out getting the fertilizer and growing your own damn grass. It is what it is, it's, and it's always been that way. The popular brand is going to get less smoke because it's the popular brand. And it is what it is, and it's, it's unfortunate. Now, again, if we want to have that bigger conversation, let's have that bigger conversation. But to sit here and be concerned trolling, as my guy Six Slayer says, to be in here concerned trolling over something you don't have to be concerned for, I think is really spooky to me. I think. And it's not about, oh, I can't have a conversation about it now. No, it's deeper than that. Because this is all you literally all you talk about, but you care about gaming overall. You always talk about one specific thing when you care about gaming overall. 
but fail to see the bigger picture. I don't get that. And that's my perspective on it. Am I still excited for Halo? Yes. Am I still interested in what, what's going to happen with this? Yes. Does the story need to hit? Yes. It has to. Because you blatantly have told me that co-op was not something that you were initially considering. So yes, this story has to knock it out of the park. Because you have failed to show us you can do both. Since Bungie was around. You have failed us. You have failed to show us that. And that's being on, and, that, and that's honest. Since Halo 3, we have not had both. 1, 2, and 3 had both. After that, it's one or the other. So now I can see why the, there are certain features, as people might, might say, are missing, if you want to call it that. But it's hard for me to say these things were missing if you're just going to base it off of previous titles, when even in those titles, things were not there at launch. They weren't. If you don't know that, do some research on it and look into it your damn self because every there's so many other games that have that same same issue and we never talk about those things and they're just getting looked over as it's okay. Is what it is. I feel I feel like we kind of beat that beat that dead horse into the ground. Um, Paul, is there anything else that you would like to d jump into it uh, before I see anything else? Uh, before I look at the chat for a little bit, see if anything else that people have interesting to say. Is there anything else you want to add on this? You want to add a cherry on top? You want to? <laughs> no, I, I I think we definitely covered it. Uh, again, nobody here is saying that Halo Infinite is dead on arrival. No. Because we critique um, maybe the management or the leadership or what we see from the outside. And again, it, it is all, we are not... Steel and I are not running around saying we're insiders. Steel and I are not saying that we are devs when we're not devs. Steel and I are not claiming to be some knowledgeable, you know, people from the inside of 343 that coming to you with real information. That's not what this is about. When we have these opinion pieces uh, and these discussions on a podcast, it is about simply from the outside looking in, taking real world experience being uh, a part of this community as a gamer, as a consumer mm -hmm. of electronics and, and of different things in our lives that we can look from the outside in and just say, Hey, something's not right here. Uh, and, and that that's the case, right. Yes. And the steel obviously has a different opinion on the co-op from me. And that is fine. That is perfectly, yeah. that's logical. And again, um that is what this is about sometimes podcasting is about just simply sitting man. back playing armchair ceo sometime playing armchair dev saying hey if i was in this spot just just from my basic knowledge this is what i would see right that that's mm -hmm. what this is about and i know some people out there just get upset so if you guys are listening out there just realize that steel and i um especially steel and i come from a place where we're just 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 simply shooting the shit and thinking about things from the outside looking in we're not we're not we're not blasting anybody we're not doing any of that kind of stuff we are simply just sitting here going hey what about this what if this was the case what if this was a scenario this is how i feel that's all this is always about uh, and we have a good time doing it uh and and it's never it's never meant to be malicious in any way shape or form uh at all because again i don't have 
that knowledge and I don't have that 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 uh, that real world experience from the inside of the game industry to be able to speak on things from that point of view. Mm-hmm. But I can speak on it from just a, a consumer's point of view and somebody who has poured a lot of heart, uh, love and money and time into this industry and say, look, sometimes you just got to take a step back and say, God, man, things things might have been different if you maybe if you'd gone this route and that's all it is. So um we just have a good time it's just like yeah. anything else sports otherwise it's just like that so yeah. but these people wasting their time and energy always on the negative that's where i think steel and i definitely align and it's a problem within this community and i just can't stand again it's your prerogative do what you want with your life i have just learned that if you put out negative energy expect it back tenfold and i just don't i don't yep. like to do it so yeah i mean that's and that's that's definitely that's definitely a point um if you if you but if you want to spit that negativity shit if you want to think that you think that shit's cute think that shit's funny that's how you spend your extra time cool man i mean you do your thing that's nothing new to me you know what i mean like that's the other thing like I, i i just don't understand like the lack of confidence people have as far as gaming goes and what they stand for you know what i mean like and that you feel like you have to talk about the opposition in a certain way to get some kind of attention or for people to like you or whatever the case might be. When it's supposed to be us get able to get together, have conversations, uh, you know, talk about things that you may be concerned about and just have, you know, an open platform to discuss these things and not be judged for in, a, in opinion. Right. Uh, I mean, sure, we can we can if you if you got a, a kind of an opinion that's out there. Yeah, we might, you know, crack some jokes every now and then. That's cool. That's what I mean. That's what it's about. We're yeah, supposed to be yeah. close. We're supposed to be a, a closer knit group. Uh, we're supposed to be kind of more understanding than the typical person might be. And we're not doing anything but demonstrating to people why people look at gamers as children still. Or why right. is it children not savings? having fun? Yeah, is the whole point the of the other industry. Thing. <laughs> children, children crying in a corner constantly that they're getting good things to have fun with because they might not be the things that they want. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Like man. The, it's the criticism crazy. isn't constructive. It's yes. you're not yeah, making constructive criticism. It's just no. flat out bullshit. I like, don't like this. I don't people. like people. Yes, I don't like this box because my box is better. So therefore, I'm just going to put it down to put it down or I'm concern troll to concern troll without real concern that that's the that's the problem. And then at the same time, you don't want you don't want everybody to do the same thing as the next person. Like what? Are, what are you doing? Like it's you're fucking dancing in circles. Like this isn't fucking the last dance. Like what are we doing? Like I, that's what I, I. This shit doesn't make sense to me. But y'all like it. I love it. Like I like to say, man. Uh, that's what y'all into. I don't have time to sit here and bicker between uh, a plastic boxes or what. I feel like y'all want a competition. Competition is here, and now that the competition is here, now that's a problem. So it's like, where's the where's the fine line? Right? It's like where y'all aren't going to be happy. You you damned if you do. You damned if you don't. And I, I mean, what's unfortunate to me is like, why is one platform always that way? Right. But it's like that with everything. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like that with everything. It's like yeah. that with everything. You know what I mean? Like it can't be. <laughs> you you can you can have a Ferrari, a Ferrari, and somebody's gonna be mad that you got a Lamborghini. Like, of course. The fuck. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though they're they're both supercars. Like, goddamn. Like, what what are we mad about? 
is preferences and that's fine but it's just like damn there's there's such a bigger conversation to be had there's other things that we could pay attention to like making sure that the devs are taken care of like um you know looking at i wonder if there's a fan site out there for ferraris that just sits around and talks about lambo all day probably maybe (laughs) Maybe. i don't think so honestly i don't think so i bet you there's not there has to be with the baby people talk about this game and shit the way that they do there (laughs) has to be i think that I think that concept is unique to the gaming think industry. So? Like, like sports shows, like you can look, you can dial into a local sports show. Right. And they'll talk about the, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about your, you, you know, your, your main border battles like here, right. Minnesota, right. right? Obviously the Packers are hated. Right. right so, right, right. so you could turn on your local sports show and hear some trash talking about the yeah, Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But they don't sit there all damn day talking about the Packers. Right. They don't sit there all day complaining and whining and concern trolling about what's going on over there. Like if there's a story to be talked about, there's a story to be talked about, you know, Aaron Rodgers not reporting to training camp was a huge story, right? So there's Mm -hmm. a story to be talked about there, but, but for the most part, you can turn on the local sports and expect to hear about your team to expect to hear about what's going on on your team, because nobody wants to talk about the other teams, right? Nobody wants to do that except for when it's game day or whatever the case may be. Then you got that normal banter. But man, the way that people in this community, especially when they have a preference Mm -hmm. and they just want to sit and talk about the other side all day is crazy to me. It is just absolutely insane. I I just don't get it. Like, I just don't understand. Again, it's like you're proving to me. (laughs) So what do I need it for? Can you tell me? Right. Can can you tell me? I'm listening to you so I can get an opinion about what you like, not what you're concerned, concerned trolling about. I can care less about that shit. Like I really can like, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately I care about everybody else. So, (laughs) but again, I could also be selfish. My selfish experience is completely different from how everybody else looks at shit. You know what I mean? Like y'all, like y'all, like a lot of people's selfish experience is held down to a console. My selfish experience is just like, I like playing multiplayer. So where's that at? Story mode is great and all, but after I play a story game, sorry guys, I'm not y'all. I don't play stories twice. I don't. Halo's the only, Halo and a few other games, the only games that have some replayability to me. Everything else is like, mm, you get one shot with me and then it's it. But that's that's neither here or there. Uh, Everybody looks at things differently and that's fine. We killed us. We killed us. We we, we destroyed it. Again, we said what we had to say. Um, And again, that's that's where we're at. Halo is going to come out. Uh, We're going to get a, I believe, in my heart of hearts, we're going to get a release date next Tuesday. Um, It's going to shift the narrative again back to the positive. Everybody's going to be hyped. Hopefully it's that that November 15th date, the 20th anniversary right mm-hmm. around there. Um, it's wide open. The window's open um, for it now that we got word about Call of Duty um, coming out November the 5th, right? Yep. Or 6th? 5th. 5th, yep. Um, yeah. So now that we got that word uh, out, it leaves it wide open. Uh, yes, it's going to be a week after Forza Horizon. Um, yes. That's fine. It probably, it, yeah, it's fine. It probably isn't the best case scenario. But at the end of the day, it's two different games, two different, yeah. um, you know, two different set, subsets of the community uh, yeah. that enjoy both. Again, there's crossover, of course, but mm. at the end of the day, you can do this uh, and they can make everything right, have a huge celebration, 
everybody's going to forget about the co-op except for those that were really looking forward to it. Um, but once people get their hands on Halo, the excitement, um, again, if it hits right, the multiplayer we already know is probably going to be spot on. If the campaign hits right, everybody will forget about the co-op, um, you know, and, and three months down the road, um, it will be another experience. You'll be able to go back to the campaign with your buddies and enjoy it all over again. Um, and it probably will be refreshing at that point to be able to do that. Um, so I think that's where they're headed. I think that's why they released the information on Friday, Tuesday, they're going to clean, cleanse everybody's palate with a release date. Um, and we'll just get back to focusing on the excitement about that date coming up very, yeah. very soon. I feel like it's on, um, on right around the corner now. Yeah, it is. Honestly. It is. Look how fast things are going, man. We're already we're already halfway over three quarters of the way through August almost. It's yeah. crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. So speaking of Call of Duty, you want to head over to Call of Duty land? Yeah, let's 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 quick? get it, man. Let's get it. Let's yeah. let's let's, let's talk, talk to this. the people about Call of Duty. What yeah. you what you seeing about it, man? Yeah, Call of Duty. Uh, again, not interested in. I won't be picking up the game. Dude. I won't either. Okay, period. I'm not. I'm not doing it this year. Again, I had skipped plenty before. I'm not doing it this year. Um, I am a World War II stand. Mm -hmm. Okay. World War II has been a big part of my, 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 uh, I had grandpa, you know, I had grandparents in World War II, uh, in, in the thick of things. Uh, my one grandpa was over in Europe on the front lines, um, building, uh, he was an engineer. So he was building, uh, they were the first in after they would push the line, they would be the next group in to build the airstrips. Uh, out in the middle of cornfields and, and wherever they could to land planes so they could yeah. move the front forward. Um, he had, you know, again, right there. Uh, so he experienced it all. Um, so I've been a World War II stand for a long time. It has been something that I've been interested in. I love World War II history. The, the, the trailer that they launched for Vanguard, I will admit, which Call of Duty always does well. Activision, uh, you know, again, uh, if there's one thing they do well, it's put together the feeling in a big budget movie style trailer. Mm -hmm. And they did that again. Like when I watched that trailer, not going to lie, you know, the arm stood up, I'm, you know, the hair on my arm stood up. Uh, I was like, dang, <laughs> this looks so good. Uh, but it's not something I'm going to jump into right away. Um, I love, you know, I, I do like the fact that you know, despite what we've heard that there has been some development hell behind the scenes that there was mm -hmm. questions whether or not they were even going to put this out. It looks like they're going to put it out and it looks like it's probably going to do pretty well uh, as Call of Duty always will. Again, there's yeah. no there's no killing off Call of Duty, but I think from the single player campaign experience what they're going for here with an alternate reality. Uh, I read up on it. They're going for this is going to take place in a time right after Hitler has already died. Um, and that there's a new replacement, which in reality, there was, there was a plan to replace him at any point. Um, the replacement is taking over and they're trying to stop that from happening. So, um, it is an alternate reality, but they are headed to some unique places. Uh, I was extremely excited to see that they're headed to the North, uh, African, yeah. uh, tank campaign. Um, that that's one of my Rommel, the desert Fox for anybody who knows who's one of the most famous generals, um, infamous, if you want to say, uh, he was one of the best generals out there. Uh, when it came to world war II, he was a master when it came to tank warfare, uh, for the German side of things. Um, and it was a huge campaign that was like devastating. So it's going to be interesting to see where they take that. I love seeing that. 
Um, so from that aspect, I was excited yesterday to see it mm -hmm. again from the list of things that they said that were going to come out full campaign, 20 multiplayer maps at launch. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Uh, Treyarch doing the zombies. Everybody's uh, one of the favorite modes of yep. call of duty. Uh, Treyarch doing the zombies. That's huge. Uh, and they said, I think that it's going to be kind of a continuation of what they started with world of war. Oh, which I actually enjoyed the zombies. Steel and I, you played some zombies together. Oh, yeah. Um, it was actually fun. I actually enjoyed that zombies. Um, so I think they're putting the pieces together to have another good Call of Duty because, again, people are going to buy Call of Duty just because it's Call of Duty. Now, all that being said, um, do I still think it's, a, it, 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 it's, it's going to have a tougher time this year? Absolutely. Going back to World War II is not what everybody wanted. A lot of people, a lot of people are tired uh, and worn out over the old style uh, weapons. Uh, it just limits your customization. Uh, it limits, you know, your abilities when it comes to the old style uh, weapons and, and uh, different accessories and that kind of stuff. It's just not the same experience as having a modern shooter, right? So, or futuristic shooter in the case of Halo. It's not, it's just not the same level. And I think that they are going to have a harder time you know, again, we're not even talking about all the problems at Activision right now, which has left a huge stain. Uh, if you didn't notice yesterday, Steel, I don't know if you watched the trailer, Activision wasn't mentioned one time. There was no showing of Activision's name in that trailer, which is absolutely crazy, right? Uh, but I think they understood that that's probably not the right time to flash Activision's name around. I um, mean, so. but that <laughs> yeah. is your publisher, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> so mm. that that right now mm. is having an effect. So um, I definitely think that was interesting uh, that they decided to do that. I'm sure it was planned. Um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, Activision slaps their name over mm -hmm. everything they possibly can. But I think they said mm, this time we're not going to do that. It's probably not good to associate right now. Um, so, um, you know, again, uh, good luck to Sledgehammer. Uh, Sledgehammer is probably, I think, Steel, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think overall probably considered the weakest of the COD developers, the Call of Duty developers. Uh, I think people generally look down on Sledgehammer when it comes to- They've been up and down. Yeah, they've been, they've up, been and up and down. down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think they got a lot to prove, but they didn't help themselves again, with the decision, whether it was Activision, whether it's Sledgehammer to go back to World War II. I, I, I think it was a mistake. I think Battlefield's going to take advantage. Halo coming out uh, at the same time. Uh, again, Call of Duty has an uphill battle. They're still going to send millions. They're not dying off. Call of Duty isn't going away. Um, it's still going to sell really, really well. I just don't think it's going to be the dominating force that it has been um with the little competition that they've had over the past uh few years mm. especially with battlefield doing what they did uh but i think battlefield's back this year um and i think with halo returning to form uh it's going to be an uphill battle for call of duty to uh claim a part of that space but i think again uh what they showed yesterday as far as the trailer goes was exciting uh i i again i'm not going to deny that it 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 got in my feels because again, I'm World War II, World yeah, War II yeah. stands, so therefore it appeals to me. Yeah, I'll eventually pick it up to play the campaign probably uh, when it goes on sale at some point. Um, I'm just not going to buy it day one. So, what do you think, Steel? Where, where were you at? Did you watch it? Did you? Um, what did you get? 
for this Call of Duty Vanguard, I have not watched the trailer, and I don't care to okay. watch the trailer. Um, yeah, I'm enough. I probably still will end up seeing it at some point because that's just what I do, man. Of course, I'm gonna mm -hmm. watch a little bit of everything. Um, but I one I haven't had a chance to, and second I haven't been in a rush to see it. Uh, again, I've already made up my mind about being invested in Call of Duty. Uh, Call of Duty is cool to get into, but I'm not buying another Call of Duty game. I yep. didn't do it uh, after Warzone. Warzone was that stopping point for me. Anything else after that, I am not investing in personally. Um, I do have, uh, what was the Cold War or whatever, uh, but that was because uh, I, you know, I'm a game show partner with my brother and he bought it. So that's the only reason why I had it with that. And we had some fun times with that, with zombies and everything. I do like the, what they were doing with that. Uh, but other than that, it doesn't, I don't really care much more for it. Um, yeah. I did want to kind of, uh, from another article that I pulled from Polygon, they're talking about Vanguard for a little bit, um, bring up a few things. Yeah. Uh, just kind of, just to kind of follow up with what you, everything that you said. Um, yeah. And it, and it goes a little like this, uh, before Sledgehammer developers got into the details about their, their new Call of Duty game, uh, studio head Aaron Hallen addressed a lawsuit against owner publisher Activision and Blizzard. Um, because like you said, uh, I did see some clips of it and I did find it interesting that Activision wasn't titling themselves on this game as the publisher, right? Uh, and again, that does have a have a play into it for me. Uh, I had a homie last night who was playing the, the Diablo 2 beta yep. um, and said he was having a great time with it. Uh, he said because uh, he was asking me if I was going to get into it. I was like, nah, I've already told myself that I was kind of already, I'm already interested in it and that I'm not going to play the, dem uh, the the beta because if I'm going to get into the game, I already played it back in the day. I already know what to expect. Um, and if they're going to remaster it, I, it's good to hear that uh, it it seems to be done right. And, and, and he was saying that. Eight player co-op, though, still. Oh, yeah. Eight player co-op. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's going to be so know. much fun. Oh, bro. yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a good time for sure. Um and I'm still on the edge. I'm still on the fence of whether I'm fully going to commit myself to getting Diablo with everything with that Activision has going on. Um, and they touch a little bit on on this for, uh, further than this little uh, piece that I'm I'm pulling out for you guys. Uh, the company faces wide-ranging allegations that it maintains a toxic workplace environment that particularly at Blizzard Entertainment is hostile to women, pays them less, and subjects them to sexual harassment and that perpetrators are not meaning, meaningfully punished. According to a lawsuit filed by California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing in July, Hallen said that the harassment of any kind goes against everything we stand for as a studio, and that Sledgehammer is committed to making sure all team members feel safe and respected. Regardless of gender ethnicity, during the presentation of many of Sledgehammer's female developers, including former Polygon's reporter Alexa Ray Correa, uh, appeared to discuss the game's development. Uh, following the preamble, Sledgehammer's chief operating officer Andy Wilson touched on the massive growth that the studio has seen since its formation in 2009. In addition to the main studio in Foster City uh, in California, Sledgehammer has expanded to a location in Melbourne, Australia with more than 150 employees in another location in Toronto. More than 450 people work at Sledgehammer. But like other Call of Duty games, it is not the only studio contribute, contributing. Uh, developer Raven Software will oversee Call of Duty's Vanguard's integration with Warzone and the free-to-play Call of Duty Battle... The free-to-play Call of Duty uh, War, Battle Royale game while Treyarch will develop a Zombies mode for Vanguard. They will cross over Call of Duty Blackout Cold War Zombies with the storyline. 
Um, now, again, this this holds more credence to me. Before, Call of Duty seemed like they were going against each other, constantly keeping a competition with each other. You had Trey Hark and you had the other side um, with Activision and whatnot uh, going back and forth with each other, fighting against each other. Oh, who is doing the better Call of Duty game? And now they're all helping each other. So what are we doing? I don't understand that is what it is. Call of Duty has kind of worked itself into a place where I just don't care for it as much as I used to, especially when you have games like Battlefield coming out, uh, really hitting that nail on the head. I don't care about World War Two or one for that matter like that. Uh, again, I understand that people are, uh, you know, they're buffs like for you said, for your example, like you Pong, you, you're like that. You're, a, you know, you're a history guy. You're into those kinds of things. Um, hit people always say that Hitler's my grandfather. So I guess that's the greatest history that I have right there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you feel feel however you want to feel about that. Uh, being half German, I guess this any uh, the Hitler has to be my grandfather somehow, and um, you know, I, again, I just don't I I don't have any interest in it, man. Like it's been overplayed. Like after the second time, it's like ah, uh, let's do something different. Hey, can you be a little more creative? And it just doesn't seem that they can. Uh, I personally think that they should take a break, but of course, Call of Duty doesn't feel that way, and they're going to continue to push the scene. And honestly, I kind of feel like this might be the first time Call of Duty might actually take a hit. Because sure, sure, I mean, if they're integrated with Warzone, also, what's the point of you buying the the, the regular game? You can continue to play Warzone. You're going to get those benefits, right? You're going to get the guns. You're going to get the maps. You're going to get uh, everything else that you could possibly possibly look for in the free-to-play version that you're already getting. Again, Call of Duty is going to sell numbers just because it's Call of Duty. But again, I still feel like this is going to be the first time that Call of Duty may get a bigger hit just because of everything else that is going on behind the scenes and uh, will actually uh, give some credence for uh, games like Halo and games like Battlefield and games like Splitgate to kind of take that mantle per se as far as being games that take more uh, take more of the attention uh, out of the scene or and are more important. Uh, I'm completely going to skip it and I'm more invested into Battlefield than I ever will be for Call of Duty at this point in time. And the same thing goes for Halo. So uh, I just hope that they get their, their shit worked out on the back end. Uh, again, they're making me question a lot of things on how they're doing things and how they're treating their people. That's a, it's just a, that's a big thing to me. And as gamers, we should speak with our wallet. We should talk about these things and bring them to the attention and not just kind of let them slide over, not just say, Oh, it's call of duty. What can you do? No say, Hey, uh, it may just be called, it may be call of duty, but what about all this other bullshit that they have going on in the back end? Like, can, can we like, let's continue to speak on that. You know what I mean? Uh, and let, let them try, let them figure out whatever they need to do to release continuously release games. So, and, and it's complex deal. It, like, yeah, Giza, yeah, yeah, Giza, yeah. you know, geezer just put in there. I've been a huge fan of Diablo, Diablo two and mm -hmm. Diablo three. Um, since, Oh wait, hold on. It just flipped. It's since forever. Now, if I play D two uh, remastered, my peers will roast me for supporting blizzard. Look, look, geezer, this is not an easy thing. This is not cut and dry. It's not black and white. I, I probably will be picking up Diablo two as well. Um, and I respect Steele's position. I respect anybody who says they're going to do that. Um, Mr. Badbit, shout out to him. He, you know, him and his channel are not talking about Activision Blizzard games anymore. Um, there's all different types of decisions mm -hmm. and ways to go about this. Um, at the same time, my personal feeling is, is that if, 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 you know, if not buying the game also hurts 
good innocent people as well that's devs true. who devs who poured their heart and time that had nothing to do with the garbage that's true. uh that, that's going on and they have families to support and a lot of them are going to be paid based upon how the game performs uh sales wise mm-hmm. there's a lot of bonuses wrapped up into that um and they have families to support and there's a lot of good people there that don't have the option to just you know, drop everything and leave a bad company or a bad situation like Activision Blizzard, Mm -hmm. because again, they have other people to think about. Um, And it's not that easy of a decision. Again, I respect both sides of it. Um, There's points to be made on both sides and you got to do personally for you, what you feel is the right thing to do. And I don't think there is a right or wrong here. I I think there's, uh, there's arguments on both sides that are valid. um, And and I really do believe that. I I think it more comes down to what Steele was talking about, continuing to discuss it, do not forget it, continue to put the pressure on changes to be happening, which is, is happening not only internally but externally um outside of activision blizzard but but the big thing is to not forget about it not you know when diablo 2 launches uh and everything's great and it's roses and you got you're all in your nostalgia to to then just go yeah it wasn't that big a deal anyway no it, it was a huge huge deal and it has to be continued to be remembered and when people do bring up activision blizzard it is our job to speak out on the stuff that is continuously still going right now that that, that there has not been any kind of resolution outside of some heads rolling um you know the 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 lawsuits are still happening we still have to follow that through and again at the end of the day not allow activision blizzard themselves to forget what happened underneath their watch right to the to not allow bobby kotick to try to bury it somehow some way um you know to continuously remind them that something awful happened for an extended period of time under a lot of people's watch and it needs to change. The whole culture has to change and you got a lot to prove before you can say that's in your past. You got a lot to prove as a company before you can say that it's in your past. So geezer, I feel you. No, it, it, it is a tough decision. So yeah. And geezer, just to correct you for just a little bit, because you are, you are part right. Um, you say, he said vicarious vision did uh, Diablo two remaster, not blizzard. And actually Diablo 2 Resurrected is an upcoming action role-playing video game co-developed by Blizzard Entertainment and Vicarious Visions and published by Blizzard. That's why I bring that point up. That's why I say those things. And that is why I say we can't let go of the conversation because if there are things going on in the house of Blizzard, regardless, regardless of how Vicarious Visions may be removed from it or whether they're fully involved, there's still something awry and it needs to continuously be addressed if we want change. Me personally not being uh, involved with Call of Duty is just my personal thing because I've been playing Call of Duty since Call of Duty 4. You know what I mean? So it's like, and even before that, I've had some hands on Call of Duty. Before that, actually, to be completely honest, Rainbow Six was more of a, I thought was a better game than Call of Duty was. And so Call of Duty 4 dropped, and then it kind of changed the scene. Medal of Honor was also up there. You know what I mean? There was other games that, it didn't, until Call of Duty 4, Call of Duty didn't really stand out for itself. And right now, Call of Duty doesn't really stand out for itself anymore, to, to me. And if you're in, still involved and you like it, great. But it just doesn't hit the same as far as like a Battlefield does or a Halo does or a Splitgate does or some of these other first-person shooters that are coming out that I would rather play and invest my time that I at least know have 
some care about their their devs and their actual game per se you know what i mean so it's just things to take in consideration and uh again if you're invested into it great i don't expect for call of duty to do less than it has ever before just because call of duty is kind of like Fortnite, right where you just have the expectation that it's going to knock it out of the park every time just because it can but also take in consideration that it is on every platform so i expect for it to do well well other games aren't so um with that being said i don't want to dial that back into our previous conversation but that does lead us into one of our further conversations that i feel like we could have um and then i feel like it's going to be an, uh, an exciting conversation actually because just because it demonstrates where we're going right yeah. and that's talking about black myth woo kong man i when i tell you i was initially excited for this game when it first when it first was announced when they uh released that gameplay trailer for it when they were pretty much just trying to get people on board right uh, but now seeing more of it uh, from this recent trailer that has been put out has been nothing but like a surprise to me, man. Like it's like every time that I see this game and I'm like, bro, what are what like what is going on? Um, it's supposed to be a souls like adventure from what it looks like um, that is focused on the myth of the monkey king, otherwise known as Goku himself. But no, um, <laughs> but yeah, based off the myth of the Monkey King um, and, uh, you know, some Chinese mythology for you guys who might be interested in that. Um, and they seem to be doing some really great things with it. Uh, they went from working in the Unreal Engine 4 to bringing it into Unreal Engine 5. And man, can you tell? Um, I don't know if people have been really paying attention to what Unreal Engine 5 and the potentials of it uh, have been demonstrated. There has been some demos, um, you know, for as far as, oh, it only being possible on PlayStation, then it being spread. Uh, presented on the xbox side of things and now devs playing it playing with it on the pc side of things on their back end just showing different people uh what the environments could look like what uh the interactions could look like how different characters could look like within that unreal engine 5 and this has done nothing but demonstrate uh, that next step in, into that gaming space right um everybody keeps saying that oh we were in the we can't move any further forward as far as gameplay design goes or i should say as game uh game, how games look right uh people are like oh it's visually capped we can't get any better looking games yeah. and games like this are demonstrating that i don't know that can't necessarily be the true um it's number 43 on trending for gaming uh in the top 50 so that kind of shows you it's on everybody where it's on it's on people's radars and i will play this trailer in the background uh, as we go through it with that being said Paul how you feeling about Black Myth Wukong man uh, I, were you excited about that first trailer does this second trailer get that height level to that next level for you and what what all does this demonstrate for you as we move forward in this golden age of gaming as we like to say here on Living Split Screen yeah I've been all about this since day one too Steel um, again just seeing what this obviously talented dev team uh that it was originally a part of tencent mm -hmm. um and broke away uh is doing right so like you were talking about steel you know a lot of people talked about you know how can we get better visually how can we do this how we can do that again technology pushes forward whether we ever want to believe it or not we continue to move forward mm -hmm. and unreal engine 5 is obviously shaping up to be another dominating engine for this this current gen that we just started um this is this is special. 
Um, and these guys, this vision that they have is extremely special. Um, we've talked about it here, Steel, talked about it on other shows. Um, looking at the world as a whole now and how far gaming has expanded out into the mainstream. We are now seeing talent coming from all over the world. There is more talent coming in to gaming than there ever has been any time in history. Yep. And these types of surprises that we get. And again, the first trailer that they popped up was a surprise. It came out of yeah. nowhere and people were like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, look at this. Right. Um, and this team, uh, game science is the team for people who don't know uh, behind this. Um, they obviously have been perfecting their craft elsewhere and decided to come together. But the, the dedication this team has shown right now to make this happen, to take an engine, obviously, again, the original engine, uh, the game started Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. Um, that's what they came out. Look spectacular. Look beyond, or, or I shouldn't say look beyond, but I should say, like, if you took their first trailer and put it next to Gears, and said, you know, let's say Gears Hive Busters, and you said, you know, and you didn't know anything, and you said, which one is the coalition? You would have a hard time outside of understanding what coalition does. You have a hard time understanding that the coalition are considered masters at the Unreal Engine, that they that a smaller team out of nowhere put something together like that first trailer, right? Mm -hmm. it, it was so impressive. Now, this, that statue right there that was just on screen, <laughs> is crazy to me the level of detail that they've been able to get out of this game uh and unreal engine 5 this this demo of unreal engine 5 um is stunning it's yeah absolutely i my jaw was literally like everybody says oh my jaw hit the floor i had my mouth open while i was watching this i could not believe what i was seeing to the point where i still question if they're going to be able to live up to this now i talked to Rebit last night, uh, you know, the VGHD, he's had hands-on experience with Unreal 5 already. He's been fooling around with it. He is a game developer. Um, he, he works with some big companies out there as an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. uh, and also got to talk to Joe Winter, uh, who is a, the, the dev behind Song of Iron coming out at the end of this month. Uh, they were both on Xbox Ultimate last night. And both of them said, 3Bit said he questioned it too. Uh, and Joe said that, if, if he hadn't seen as much gameplay as he had seen, he'd have questions too, but he believes all of this is real. All of this is possible. Um, but for me, I was just going, no way. They're not going to be able to do it. Look at the snow deformation. Mm -hmm. um, all the little details in this game are truly out of this world. This is next level stuff. This is the most next gen looking game I have seen to date. Uh, and I say next gen, meaning current gen, mm -hmm. uh, pushing like, the boundaries right and and like joe said last night he said well look this is probably running on a 3090 at least <laughs> he goes this is probably like the best of the best hardware right now and i agree with him it probably is yeah but just what they have been able to do in the short time that unreal engine 5 has been available is 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 is, is i think commendable i can't imagine a team especially during the pandemic and everything else to come together and be able to transfer your game from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5 and to have it then turn out another demo like this. 
this this is the this is what we've been waiting for. This is the stuff where you go where you question whether or not it can be real or yeah. whether or not this is what it's going to actually look like. We don't know. Again, we, we we're still far out from the release of this game, according to uh, everybody involved. But at the at, at the end of the day, this is what excites me as a gamer. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have smaller games. You know, Death Death Door, all this stuff we've seen Hades come out, and they are fantastic. But and they are truly they they innovate and they create new you know whole new uh, types of mechanics for for games that we'll see from AAA publishers down the road. But there's something special visually when something comes out and goes, wow, yeah. this is this okay, this is something else right here. Um, and that's what I got from this. But the talent pool in the world right now is expanding so far. Um, I don't want to see this game go exclusive anywhere. I want to see this game enjoyed by as many people as possible. Thanks. Um, I, I, I really do. And I hope the dev understands that again, money talks and bullshit walks. I get it at the end of the day, but I don't want anybody including Xbox to step in and get this exclusive. I, I really don't. I want this dev to have their moment to shine on as many platforms as possible. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever the case may be, because I think that this is something that moves the the industry forward. I yeah. think that people will look at this game and and set the bar at this game if it comes out and looks like this. I think other publishers and other devs will look at this and be like, if they're going, if they are a AAA team or if they are a big team that are looking to make an impact, they're going to look at this game and go, we need our game to live up to this. And I think that pushes people further uh, sometimes, uh, you know, and, and makes them want to drive their own games forward uh, towards that kind of mark. Uh, this game right here is one of those ones that can do it. Um, I think that this is going to set the bar high and I, I just, I'm excited for what we're going to see in this generation. This is early. Yeah. Deal. First year. When was still. unreal five launched this like, year? Wasn't it February? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't like February or something. I think that like was that? early too. I think it just recently became, uh, not recently, but within like yes. the last few months or so. Yes. Um, became yeah, available for everybody. Yeah. Right. Only certain teams got it. Like coalitions had it yeah, for a probably, little bit, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Some of the, some of the partners with Epic have had their, their hands on it for a while, but the, the to see something this early on, what are we going to see five years from now when people have mastered Unreal 5, mm -hmm. when they have customized Unreal 5 like Coalition does, have gone in and made out of the engine what they need to work for their game. Look at this. Look at look at the dragon. Dude, this dragon is unbelievable. Can you imagine a Skyrim dragon looking like Ooh. this? Can you imagine yeah. like Elder Scrolls six? And I know they don't use unreal, but let's just say technology. -wise, can you imagine having a game full of dragons like this, man, this is absolutely insane. And I hope that everybody's taking notice. I I'm sure they are. I'm sure Phil and his team noticed the first trailer. Uh, I just hope everybody is, is starting to look outside of the box and really, you know, trying to get into these other countries that maybe aren't as well known for devs. Uh, you know, like the Western side and now, of course, the Japanese side of things and really saying, look, we need to start hunting talent in all these places because this is what's coming out of there. You know, we had Bright Memory Infinite mm -hmm. also come out of China, uh, which is was a one man team. He's now expanded a little bit, but still a small developer uh, and visually still impressive. But this right here is something crazy. Uh, steel, you know, again, I got the souls feeling out of this, the Sekiro uh, kind of feels yeah, yeah, yeah. out of this type of game. Those aren't my games, but I tell you what, 
I'm going to try when this game hits. I'm really, really going to try. So, Steel, what did you think when you when you saw this? Uh, when when I saw this, just like when I initially saw it, man, I was I was dumbfounded by it, right? Um, because this this entire concept is so interesting to me. I'm I'm like highly invested in Asian culture, um, yeah. and everything that it brings. Uh, so it's not like only on like an anime front or whatever the case might be. It goes a little bit deeper for that. Uh, you know, I'm interested in that mythology. I'm interested in those stories. I'm interested in that, in the content that it brings because it opens it up, right? We get to see things that we may have not necessarily been able to really see before or maybe didn't get as much as attention as it used to at one point, right? Um, there's a reason why people always like to go back to Jade's Empire or Lost Odyssey or these other games that have come over and kind of made a mark Um you know, on the American culture and then to have a game like this and to see as many people impacted by it is, is a good sign for me because that shows, cause I'm right there with you. I don't, this is one of those games. I do not want for it to be locked up by one specific, you know, well, one specific team or one specific person. Like I wouldn't want that uh, because I want as many people to get their hands on with this as possible because that's only going to open the potential more because the devs are going to see like, Hey, these people actually are interested in this game that we're making. And the more the attention that can be brought to that, the more we'll get games like this, the more they'll want to iterate. Uh, there's games like this and then the game Crimson Desert, uh, where there was another game that had a dragon in it where you're actually riding the dragon throughout yes. the world. That yeah. is an exciting thing to think about because it hasn't been, uh, unless it's a game like Panzer Dragoon or whatever the case might be, where- Rain of Fire. Oh, Rain of Fire, uh, where, you get, where you get to do these things and- really take full advantage of it or get that feeling of it um, where it seems like it's done right. Um, and then you're looking at this game and everything that it's doing, not only from the graphical side of things, uh, but also just the way that it's pulling you in with the gameplay. I mean, uh, the movement looks smooth. I know one of the main things I was kind of, we were talking about in the background was, um, you know, one of the main things that I've noticed from uh, them coming from Unreal Engine 4 to 5 is that the character kind of seems like he's on top of the world instead of in it, yeah. uh, which I can kind of tell, you know, the pole doesn't like really, it doesn't really, you know, move with the world as it should. It kind of clips through the world and it's just little things that you notice. But again, yeah. you can tell that this game is still maybe not early on because it looks like they have the game, like they have the, like essentially most of the game Look down the environments they already have yes yes All the, there's games that don't change environments because it's so hard these guys have like literally i think between the first trailer and this trailer mm -hmm. six seven different environments yes already. at least <laughs> at least yeah. along with being able to transform it into, into different uh animals or whatever the case like he transformed into a bat this time yeah. uh the last one he transformed to into a uh what cicada. was it? it's a cicada it's yeah. like okay well then you see him transform from a statue and you see him transform from these other things and then you saw the last one he transformed into like literally the monkey king like he, he got bigger and what yep. it was like the last guy he fought i think that's the guy like he transformed into then he had like all his abilities and everything and he was yeah, able to he do took it. his weapon and stuff yeah and this one they didn't show any of that but then that last one they showed him taking the weapon and actually using the powers from that weapon right yes. right exactly so it's like it it shows me that there's some untapped potential there. Uh, it shows me that Unreal Engine 5 is going to be able to do things, especially for a lot of these devs who maybe don't have a big bank um, or maybe just don't have a lot of backing. 
to get in here and do things that weren't pop. Maybe yes. we didn't think were possible before. Um, and this is one example of that. Um, again, we're seeing things come from the Eastern side that maybe weren't as popular as they once, uh, as we once may have thought that they were and now getting more attention than they have ever gotten before. I'm, I'm like a thousand, thousand percent excited for it. Uh, again, I'm, I am a souls born kind of player. Um, not much Bloodborne. Uh, that was one of those. I, I didn't really get into it, but I am a high, I'm a souls guy. I'm a difficult game guy. Um, I'm all for those adventures. And if they got a solid story and excellent story to follow with it, that is something that I'm highly invested in, um, uh, that I'm highly interested in. And again, I hope that it gets all the attention it can from all sides, not just yep. one particular uh, publisher or whatever the case might be, but from multiple people that there's some kind of deal gets put in place where it doesn't get locked in, but that everybody can enjoy it. Um, and really, you know, really fully indulge themselves within that title. I mean, and that's pretty much how I feel about it, man. It's, it's, it, you see games like this, man. You're just like, bro, I don't think that we're at that law anymore that, um, what's the name <laughs> of it? Damn. Moore's law. Uh, Moore's law. There you go. It was right on the tip of my tongue. I don't yeah. think Moore's law. Uh, there may be some truths to it, but obviously there's still a ways to go. There's other things to do to push it forward. And again, like I like I always say, and I will continue to reiterate, it's about feeling your games, getting your games up to that 60 FPS. I think, especially with games like Black Myth Wukong, you'll be able to not only not only experience the full, uh, you know, the graphics and everything else, but you'll also be able to feel the difference that uh, no other game could would have been able to do up to this point. So yeah. it's an exciting time, man. I'm I'm highly interested in, excuse me, I want to see what else they're going to be able to do with it. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, maybe hopefully they can put out a demo or something so yeah. people can actually try it and get into it, man. So, uh, but other than that, that's, that's me, man. Exciting I'm, times, I'm man. Exciting times. Mm -hmm. This is just early on. Like I said, Unreal 5 was just released, dude. What yeah. are we going to see in five years? It's yeah. going to be, Oh, it's mind boggling. It's really mind boggling. Yeah, it's a, there's so there's so much un untapped potential there, man. Like, ah, uh, man, it's it's kind of it's like where's Cyberpunk going to be in the next five years now? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 there's things like that. There's there's so much potential out there, man. I'm 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 excited to see where it's going to go. Uh, but with that, man, well, is there anything yeah. else you want to touch on as far as Black Myth goes? Uh, anything? No, no, I back no, in? no. I think I think we covered it again. Um, no. I think we're good. I think that uh, everybody is seeing it. I think the attention is out there. I mean, that everybody who watches that just it's it's like, oh, my God, this looks insane. Yeah. So I just think I think it's naturally going to get that just from the visual aspect. I just really hope now that I will say this for the people who are not in uh, deep with all the news. Uh, the uh, the head of the studio, Game Science, just got into a lot of trouble. He's under a lot of pressure and fire right now over in China uh, because he got a little uppity on social media and threw out a, bu a bunch, a bunch of sexual stuff. Ooh, so, that's not ever good. It's not good, especially in China. Yeah, uh, no, they don't play. Conservative China is not the place you want to be doing that. Uh, if you read them, he obviously was making 
jokes, but they were they don't play like, about they no, no, and they were like, wow, dude, really? So uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, never a good thing when the head of the studio is under fire like that. But again, this team is obviously focused and dedicated and filled with passion because this is not something you just slap together. Uh, these guys no. have been working. Now there's a lot of obviously. thought. There's yes. a lot of thought been put into this project from yes. on every aspect of it. Like you can tell, yeah. it's, it's 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 they didn't just cut and paste. No. It's they put that, some that thought level into of this. detail mm-hmm. going into that level. And I know Unreal Five is supposedly makes it so much easier to do this stuff. But the We're attention not <laughs> that they made to everything is yeah, it is crazy to me. This is obviously a team that it is entirely focused on getting this game up. they got some talent for sure yeah they definitely got yeah. some talent if anything they it, that's what it definitely displayed and that's what's crazy to me is that these teams there's more and more teams popping up yep. demonstrating talent um and showing something different that we got that can be done uh in our current gaming scene right that's what's that's what's super interesting to me uh, but with that being said, again, shout out to everybody in the chat for being tuned in, locked in to the Living Split Screen Morning Show where we go live every 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, giving you that live, raw, uncut, authentic, organic action that only me and my guy, Palm Soul, can bring you. But with that being said, we are getting towards the end of the show, which means the This Day in Gaming segment, or as Palm likes to call it, Make Me Feel Old segment of the living split screen again where we bring attention to all games that have come out within the last 30 years on this day in gaming uh just because gaming is art and should be treated as such man i just again like i said in the beginning just like uh us telling you about the games that are upcoming we like to talk about the game like where we have come from because i feel like it is important um Giza Prime does make the comment that not just the graphics, but the animations are also awesome. Yes, the attention to detail, the way he flips the pole around, uh, the 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 poke, the way he climbs the pole, the dodge attacks, and and everything else. It's it's the it's the little things that matter. I I definitely agree with you there. But yes, sir, this day in gaming. Here we go. We got some. We got some. Uh, looks like we got some interesting titles in this lineup this time around. So let me go ahead and pull that up for you all. All right. So this day in gaming, August twenty first, we got some. Uh, we got some. We got some nice titles. Seems like two in the year 2000, 21 years ago, we had PlayStation release Countdown Vampires. I'm not familiar with that title, but all right, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Countdown Vampires. There you go. For those who are interested in that. PlayStation 2 released in 2001. Resident Evil Code. Resident Evil Code. It's, but people call it Code Veronica. Um, Code Veronica, the best in the biz. Resident Evil Code. Veronica X or Veronica 10, I guess, depending on how you read that. Um, never was the hugest Resident Evil fan, but I do know that Code Veronica is one of those that go down in history. Uh, mm-hmm. Also in 2001, Nintendo 64 released Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, one of the coats. Uh, of that time, but definitely not, a great not on the '64 though. They they uh, yeah, they took some they rough. took some liberties with that one. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of rough. Yeah, because it, you know non CD based. Yeah, yeah, uh, it yeah. didn't it didn't work. Yeah, as it was well. <laughs> it was definitely better on the PlayStation side, yeah, but. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, Game Four Game Boy Advance released Wario Land Four in Japan. 
for those who are interested in that. Uh, 2003, PC released Gothic 2 Night of the Raven. That sounds really familiar. Gothic, I feel, I feel like I might have played of, that game. Gothic is one of those double A RPGs that I always talk about that either you love them or hate them. They're not up to par with the triple A's, but mm-hmm. they really, if you like them and you don't mind some of the issues that mm-hmm. a double A RPG come up, they are good games. And Gothic was one of those. Gothic I feel like was I've heard. super popular. Yeah. I feel like I've heard about that. It's a great, it's a great series. Um, then in 2007, we're getting into something a little, it's a little deeper. Oh. PC and Xbox 360 both released mm. Bioshock. You're talking about uh, how many Bioshock. games have come close to flawless. Um, not very many. Bioshock is one of them. Right. I feel that. I can feel Bioshock that. Bioshock is right there. I feel that. So, yeah. uh, PSP released John the Ark, which I'm not familiar with. I've never heard of that game. All right. John so Ark. John the Ark. <laughs> um, then in 2008, PlayStation PlayStation 3 released the best Ratchet and Clank game, probably more just because of the name, Ratchet and Clank Future Quest for a Booty. Ooh. <laughs> Nothing like Ratchet and Clank going on a quest for some booty. Hmm. Ratchet and Clank Never mind. Future OnlyFans. No, no. Right. <laughs> no puns intended. No puns intended. Uh, <laughs> but no i thought that that was interesting um but then 2012 pc released counter-strike global offensive or otherwise known as counter-strike go crazy to think how long that has been a thing csgo i've never been a fan of csgo but that is what it is dude it's still rocking and rolling it is people love it thing in the world people love it uh, then we have a slew of PlayStation 3 games that have come out in 2012. We had JoJo's Bizarre Adventure HD. I've never been, a, I'm not really that great of a fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but for those it's who are. It's something. It's something. The anime to y'all. is something. Yes, it is. The anime <laughs> is definitely something. And I, I just, it's not for me. Y'all enjoy it, though. Um, just, uh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I know. Face men, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's interesting. It's, it's just me. That's just me. Uh, PlayStation 3 also released Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty HD Edition. Shout out for that. Uh, they also released Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater HD Edition. Shout out for that. And, and on the PS, on the Vita. Vita oh, was okay. excellent. On the Vita. Yeah. Hey, hell yeah. yeah. It was excellent. All right. And then Transformers released on PlayStation 3 and 360. Probably one of the greatest Transformers yeah. games to ever release. Yeah. Followed Underrated. Cybertron. Um, Underrated. Had a great multiplayer. Uh, again, for a Transformers game, I feel like this is one of those ones where they really got it, they got it right, but it kind of went under the radar. It just was underrated. Uh, people didn't really pay att- as much of attention to it as it should have. Again, from transforming to the vehicles, the actual transforming into the actual robots, uh, I think they did it really well, uh, at least for the balancing and everything of it. Um, so I thought that was an excellent game. But uh, PlayStation 3 also released Way of the Samurai 4, for those who may mm-hmm. be interested in that. Uh, then in 2015 on the 3DS, LBX, uh, the Little Battlers Experience. I'm not familiar with that game, nope. but shout out to y'all who are like that or who may be into that. Uh, then PlayStation 4 released Ryzen 3 Titan Lords Enhanced Risen. Edition. Risen 3, sorry. Risen 3 <laughs> Titan Lords Enhanced Excellent Edition. Excellent game. No, another double A RPG. If you like Risen, you like Risen. I haven't, really heard, I haven't heard yep. of it. Very good. Uh, that's what's up, though. Excellent, excellent. Excuse me. 2017, then you had Xbox One release Mad of Madden NFL 18 in Japan. Uh, that's kind of weird, but all right, that's what's up. <laughs> Interesting. Japan specific Madden NFL 18. 
Yeah, that was All when right. Xbox was still trying to make that push. I, I can tell. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if football has ever been popular over there. Uh, Baseball? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Football? Trying to get uh, I, I don't know. But all right. And then in 2018, you got PlayStation 4. What? Guacamelee 2. I've heard of that game before, but I've never gotten into yes. it. Um, good game. Good. Then you had on PC and PlayStation 4, Shenmue 1 and 2. Which I've heard of are excellent games. I don't think I've ever jumped awesome. into them. Awesome games. Awesome games. Excellent. It's it's more nostalgia. Okay. You know, nowadays it's, you know, people play them and are like, what? But yeah. from back in the day, it changed the game. Dreamcast, Dreamcast Shenmue changed everything. It, it was a one of those games. So it was fantastic. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, then on tw- the year 2020, you had Xbox One release new Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, shout out to that. Uh, PlayStation 4, PGA Tour, 2K21. And then they also released on PlayStation 4, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. And with that being said, that is your This Day in Gaming segment. This is the Living Split Screen Morning Show. And again, this is the place where gaming is art and should be treated as such. Um, and that's why we do these things, man. Uh, again, uh, we want to show you where gaming has come or where we kind of come from uh, and then also tell you about the upcoming games. That's what we do here, man. We take pride in all of that uh, where we because we are a non platform centric, uh, you know, place and we take pride in that, man. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but with that being said. Oh, you got anything else that you that you that you want to touch on? I mean, two, two and a 45 in. Yeah, I think no. Anchor would be happy with that. It. Uh, we did it. <laughs> we we did it, man. Again, another one of those weeks. Again, yeah. Uh, just to, uh, for you guys to just you know, just to be kind of transparent. Uh, me and Paul really do wish we had more time to really sit down and get together and come up with some creative things that we could do for you guys. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, life always has ways to work those magic. And, uh, and that, not only that, but we got you know personal things going on. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, yeah. So, you know, we do this for fun. We bring this energy to you every week. Uh, that authentic, organic nature that only me and Prong can bring you uh, while also giving you the passion that we bring you uh, and just giving you our overall opinions. We appreciate that you guys appreciate our opinions and that you guys respect it enough to be tuned in and locked in every week uh, into this. And hopefully we can continue to push the show out there. That is the goal. I have been trying to work on that on the back end to see what we can do to kind of get some pushing going uh, just to get it to more people, man, because I would love to be able to talk to 500 plus people every week again, because that's how I treat it, man. You know, yeah. um, when I see, you know, 200 people watch the show or whatever the case, 150 people watch the show, I treat it like, hey, you know, there's 150 people that came out and we're interested in listening and tuned in to uh, to to the conversation. So that's what makes it unique and great for me. Uh, so yeah uh we're 21 episodes in that can't go understated man uh for something that started off organic uh i mean it started off from the dms chopping it up and just talking or whatever to where we are now just coming in week by week giving the people that that passion and that love and everything and i appreciate everyone in chat for being who you are because again the fact that y'all come in here in the chat and just have you know excellent conversations something that we can also bounce off of it's something that's also unique again i I couldn't think of a better place to be at to spend this saturday morning uh with that being said man 
Pong, if you want to lead the people out to victory, I'll go last <laughs> and uh, tell the people about all your greatness and uh, why people consider you the encyclopedia of gaming. Uh, people don't consider me that mav <laughs> fun speculation decided to give me that so uh anyways no man episode 21 living split screen in the books uh another mm. another great day uh, again uh the saturday just wouldn't start the same without it the one weekend that we did take off it wasn't the same again it's just one of those things that it becomes a part of you and it's something that steel and i like he likes to say, organically came together with, and I couldn't be happier with where we're going again, especially yeah. for Steel and I. We both would love nothing more than to sit around for eight hours a day, talk and play video games and make this our full-time job. It would be absolutely ridiculously fantastic. So if anybody knows anybody ultra rich out there who wants to uh, go ahead and uh, back us, let us know. We're right. interested. We'll we'll sit and talk for eight hours a day and play games with everybody. I tell you what. Uh, but it, just to have this little slice of the pie on Saturday mornings uh, with all these lovely people who come out and see us each and every week. Uh, that's what's important to me. Um, just getting to sit down and talk with Steel, somebody who I just absolutely admire, um, both on here and behind the scenes as far as a person goes and from his knowledge and what he brings to the table. Uh it's, it's truly special to me. Um, but chat, you guys were phenomenal. Um, you know, this episodes, these episodes just get easier and easier each week we do them. Uh, and like Steele said, we'd love to be doing more and hopefully one day we are going to be able to expand this even more. Um, and like Steele said as well, we'd love to talk to as many people as want to come listen to us, um, you know, and, nice. and go from there. Because again, that's, that's, that's the big part. Steele and I can sit on Xbox live and chat all day long, which we, we've, we've done and we could have a full show on there, but it hits different when you got other people around contributing. And that's what this chat does. Uh, and that's what you guys do each and every week. And we love, and respect all of you for it so again thank you all for being here um and you know what you guys can find me pong soul um xbox twitter uh otherwise the shop podcast normally on saturday night shout out to ptk blam and the rest of the crew over there we are still on hiatus ptk is taking care of real life stuff uh, but we will be back uh, sooner than later. Um, you know, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. The shop podcast is a great place to check out stuff. We have great, great conversations, but we will be back. That's normally on Saturday evenings, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, but not tonight. Um, otherwise, uh, Tuesdays, obviously, Xbox Factor podcast with Mr. Boomstick, Zemi Games, the VGHD, known as 3-Bit, who just Ooh. jumped into the chat a little bit ago. Um, he is on there and Mav has been popping in on a regular basis as well. So we got a full crew Tuesdays, uh, 12 PM Eastern, 11 o'clock central time over on Mr. Boomstick. Um, Double barrel gaming is his YouTube channel. If you have not checked it out, Boomstick's got like four shows this yeah. week. He took some time off to spend with the wife, but he does four shows a week. The guy's insane. The guy's crazy. Uh, but as real as they come, uh, both uh, on screen and behind the scenes, a great uh, guy of the community. So check us out there. Uh, otherwise, Friday night's Xbox Ultimate with fun speculation, a.k.a. Mav, his amazing wife, Caitlin, and the rest of the Magnificent Seven had a great show last night. Go check that out. 
Uh, we had Joe Winter and Gaz uh, from Game on Gailey. The sauce himself was on. Uh, so it was a great show last night. But come check us out there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Shout out to Wandering Dutch. Shout out to the Midweek Mix-Up Collective, who Steele and I and Living Split Screen are a part of. Shout out to all the guys over there doing good work. Uh, again, go check out Wandering Dutch. Uh, midweek mix up, uh, great, great group of guys over there. So I just want to give them a quick shout out, but again, love you all have a fantastic weekend. I've got a lot going on, but you know what? I'm still going to find some time to play. So play what you love, love what you play. Uh, and we will definitely see you all again next Saturday, episode 22 coming up steel, get them out of here. Hype man. Tell them where they can find you and what you got going on, brother. Hey, look, man, you can find me every Saturday morning right here, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time right here on the Living Split Screen Morning Show. Other than that, uh, that's just where I reside, man. Um, If you want to have a conversation, you want to chop it up, you just want to say, hey, Steel, I didn't like that rant you had earlier. Hit me up in the DMs. Uh, I, Steel, Rain, I, everywhere. That T is a seven. Type it into Xbox. Type it into Google. Type it into Twitter. Type it into wherever you find a search bar in. You should be able to find me. If you don't, you're probably looking in the right place uh wrong place i should say looking in the wrong place for the right person but now um with that being said uh, yeah just hit me up uh, i'm i'm always here for you and uh much love to everybody for being tuned in again uh like pong says man it's the golden age of gaming uh and like i say if you like it i love it keep it live raw and uncut ladies and gentlemen and hopefully you guys have a fantastic weekend uh with that being said Living split screen is out. Much love. Y'all stay easy. Peace.